0: song.
2: What a song. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. It, it, what has it been, guys? Three weeks? I mean, I can't believe it. I have missed you all so much. There's been so much going on. A lot to address tonight. A lot to establish. A lot to get to. Uh, a lot of amazing guests in attendance. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, sponsors, and audience. You guys are absolutely incredible. Uh, the show just keeps evolving, and uh, we keep growing and growing. And we have a lot of plans uh, for the future. Uh, I hope wherever you are, I hope you had a tremendous weekend. I hope your week so far is going accordingly. Um, you know, I um, I had, you know I took a little time off. I was. Uh, dealing with the, you know, a lot of, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, uh, a lot of different mixed emotions. Uh, you know, I just being mentally exhausted. I, I think anybody can kind of relate to that scenario, you know, especially with what's surrounding us right now. I mean, I've had relatives pass away. I've had, um, you know, the the, 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 you know, just all these different um, depression issues, you know, like I said earlier and, Um, you know, even physical stuff, you know, it's, it is insane guys out there. It's like zombie land. Like you, you go to the store or you go out and people are terrified of each other. People, people are not okay. People are, you know, I've never seen anything like it in my 29 years of existence. This is by far the, the, the craziest, most bizarre scenario that ever I mean you can't even dis, you can 't even compare it with anything um, and I, you know I keep asking myself and I keep asking everybody else, when are we actually going to go back to normal? When is everything going to be all right when, when are these politicians you know uh, going to do what 's right for the people? you know I, I was just reading an article today, actually, this is not today, this is the other day, but according to Yelp. 60%. Again, 60%. 60 of all small businesses are permanently closing. I mean, I cry for these people. These people built their entire lives, you know, an empire, you know, an empire or something that they put their blood, sweat and tears into, and now it's just it's gone right before their eyes. I mean, do you know how much that hurts? It's like, like, I, I mean, I, I know, I know how, I know how it feels. I, I know, you know, what people have endured, especially like 2008, you know, I, I mean, there, there are certain similarities uh, in, in relation to what's going on right now with 2008. I mean, it's, it's getting bad out there. And it's, you know, and, and it's the politicians fault. It's the ones that are keeping us locked down and closed. And, you know, I'm in California. I'm in Palm Springs, wonderful place. Everybody, you know, obviously probably knows the history here. People like Frank Sinatra and Bob Hope and Ronald Reagan made this place famous. But, you know, I and it's very, very, uh, a lot of tourists come here. It's in the desert, surrounded by palm trees. I mean, it's perfect weather all year round. But anyways, long story short, they had open dining outside in Palm Springs and everything was going accordingly. Everything was going great. And then Newsom, cocaine head Newsom, decides to shut it all down. I mean, and there was no reason to do that. Everybody was outside. Everybody was having a good time. Restaurants cannot
0: –
2: they just won't be able to compete. They won't be able to compete. They won't be able to stay open if you keep putting them through this. They have to lay off half of their, their employees you know, because it's only takeout, only takeout. And New York just did the same thing. Cuomo was making people suffer in New York. I mean, how are, how are, how are people going to sustain? I mean, I, I, I watch biographies. I read a lot of articles. You know, I, I really like to get involved and know what I'm, I'm dealing with and really go through every detail very thoroughly. And, I mean, both sides of the aisle, voters are pissed off. They're like, enough already. Like, we, you know, whether you're pro-mask or whether you're not pro-mask. I mean, that's, that's a, a whole other story. But closing somebody's livelihood, it's unacceptable. It really is. There's ways and like I said initially, early on, there's ways to protect the vulnerable, there's ways to protect the elderly, there's ways to protect people with pre existing conditions. We did not need to make, you know, all these other ninety seven percent of the population who's healthy you know, suffer with their businesses and with their life. I mean it's absolutely atrocious. There were so many other ways we could have gone about this. And I don't, I don't like how these various governors and these various, you know, states. It's all about politics. It's not about, you know, you know, doing what's right for humanity. I mean, because we see what's going on. Republican states, they're open. Democrat states, they're not open. I mean, it's it's it's, the, it's a game to them. So whatever the Democrats, whatever the Democrats see the Republicans doing. Do, they, they, they do the complete opposite. That's, that's how they operate. That's how they function. I mean, that, that's, that's the reality. I mean, guys, I'm just I'm looking at everything, all these different headlines, and you know, I, I've just been um, going over, and it's it, it absolutely I, – I, I can't – small businesses are absolutely the backbone of this country. They are the reason we survive. They are the reason America is America. They are the reason the American dream exists. Without them, we are nothing. Without small businesses, forget about it. I mean, I, you know, these large corporations obviously hire and employ millions of people. We get that. But they're not, they're not as pivotal as small businesses. And you know what? I don't like how small businesses have been left out and just cut down and really just disrespected, um, you know, for decades by these people in D.C., you know, and it's it, it just it doesn't end. And you know, the, the the whole Biden thing. I mean, the whole voter fraud. I mean, with the Dominion voter machines. I mean, this thing is a mess. And you have Biden's brother now under investigation by the FBI. You got Hunter, who's getting his taxes uh, investigated. I think by the FBI. I mean, they're they're opening all these cases on the on the, on the Bidens. And, and Silicon Valley is giving more money to Joe Biden than any. Any candidate I think ever, I think that's what I read, and do you know what that does? Do you know how poison that is for what we're trying to – I mean, what, what we're trying to do is defeat these big tech companies. We're not trying to enable them. Uh, I mean, patriots, obviously these corporate Democrats and these politicians, you know, they'll do whatever it takes for money. They don't care about the greatness or, or, or the, you know, just the, the, same, the, the sanity of America. They care about filling their pockets. That's the bottom line. And the fact that we're we're trying to solve a problem by, you know, stopping censorship, trying to make big big tech not have all this power, but you're getting Biden who's taking more money from them than ever before. I mean this this is this is dangerous, dirty territory. This is dirty, man. This is really dirty. I'm gonna get to everybody on the panel. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. First of all, I want to go to um, U.S. congressional candidate uh, from Florida, good friend of mine, Dr. Eric Aguilera How you doing, buddy? Welcome back.
3: Hey, how's it going, Rory? Thank you very much for
2: having me again, Hi. and uh, welcome back. Good to have you. Thanks, buddy. Well, it's good to have you here too, man. You know, I'm, I'm. It's good to be back in my routine. It's good to be back doing my thing. Good to be back. You know, um, you know, in this in this state of mind, and actually, really. Uh, I feel good, man. I feel enthusiastic. I feel passionate. You know, it, uh, you know, it Feel feels really, uh, you know, like a, like an exciting time to be on the radio. That's for sure.
3: Yeah. You sound good. You sound good. Really appreciate it. It's like you, it's like you're a natural. You never, you can never, uh, basically not come up with the show and make it sound so good. So I really appreciate it. Basically, it's like just yesterday we did the show again and again and again. So, Thank you very much for having yeah. it back. And I know everybody's very excited to go to discuss a lot of the craziness going on around America.
2: Yeah, Eric, I don't, I'm scared, man. I don't, I don't even know what to think anymore. Like, like I'm one of those guys where I, I go into public and I can feel other people's energy. Like, I, some people can, some people can't. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Um, I think it's a good thing in terms of, like, the way for interviewing people, for, for being able to read character, you know, on my show. But it's, it's a bad thing when I have to like just like just see all these people in devastation because there's so many people out there that, like I said in my show earlier, that are hurting. They are not okay. I mean, they, they, the the media, the politicians have done a hell of a job of all this scaremongering. It's out of control.
3: No, I, I definitely agree with you, and a lot of things that you have mentioned. It's a very scary. And even, you know, the Electoral College, they, they came out, they, they put the, the votes to Biden. And uh, people, I guess they forget about the eight years of misery there was under him being the vice president and all these different things and all the corruption that kept going on and on and on and more. And then the average person that just goes out there, works and does their thing is not a career politician. The 47 years like Joe Biden, they have to make ends meet. In the meantime, he's sending his family members all around the world to basically cash in and use the position. It's very not fair. And I can't believe that even those people that voted for Biden, that they will accept the corruption and everything that's happening to him because he's not going to give anything to people where you and I know that. You know, he's a soulless liar, in my opinion. He's not going to do anything. He was never going to do anything. He doesn't even show up. He can't even stand up for like about 10 minutes to even give a speech right. what makes you think are going to go ahead, go ahead and run the country. It's, it's a facade. And, you know, minorities, you know, I just can't believe no, that minorities, no. black people and Latinos and other minorities, will even vote for a do nothing that really did not bring anything. We, we've seen the eight years. We've seen the eight years of famine. And now, you know, we have the four years of plenty and hopefully – I'm still hopeful, Lori. I'm still hopeful we're going to have another four years of plenty. But if this guy takes over, it's going to be another four years of famine. And these small businesses, they're actually going to go down even more. And if you actually look at the economy and everything, how, how it's going, it's like big tech, big corporations, they made a killing. You and I, you, we follow the stock market, and we see, we see these earnings. We see these monumental um, accomplishments that they have done. Like Amazon, they reported over $80 billion in one quarter. I remember when I was starting to trade that they barely could, tr- they barely could come up with $10 billion a quarter, and now they're doing 80 like nothing, right? And that's because all the small businesses, they're all going down under. They're closed. They really can't have um, that support, and they don't have investors like the big corporations. So those big corporations, they're the ones that are going to come out ahead. And I'm glad that you mentioned about politicians and where their funding and their no- donations are coming from. It's basically these big corporations are funding these, uh, the Democrat politicians because that's where most of the money went to from corporations to the Democratic uh, candidates basically to close down small businesses because if they close down small businesses, they gain more business, and now they're able to make more right. money. The greed is going to keep happening, and <laughs> you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out how this economy, how these things keep moving. But, again, the little guy, in a sense, the average person, they're going to go ahead and get it, and they're going to start seeing, again, their paycheck being drained. I'm I'm very hopeful that in in the Georgia races, that the Senate is going to still be Republican, and at least that's going to have a balance of power, that they're not going to start putting all these taxes back on people. I remember seeing – because I do taxes too, Lori, on the side, yeah. and I just kept seeing in the Obama, how things were taken away from people – Away, away, away! You could barely put childcare, and in, in, you know, to get a tax uh, deduction under the Trump administration, they're able to put some of that back. And I'm glad the standard deduction went down, went up to twenty-four thousand, so that way they could help families and basically, um, give them back a little bit more of their money. Because at the end of the day, the taxes are you know, they're, they're people's money, and they count on that. And the majority of the people are in the lower class and the middle class, and those tables they're very. Very skewed. At the end of the day, and now you come with small businesses that you want to shut them down. I think I saw one of the things that was in the Jersey gym that they they find the the small business one point two million dollars. That business can not make one
2: two it's $1.2 million dollars guys. Keep it open.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like really, it's like you're gonna go out and find something that you know you can't afford. You're basically this is like you know a political move to choke that business out and to basically hold them as an example. In the meantime, they just want to make a living. They're just putting all the guidelines together. They're doing everything right. They don't want to put their customers in danger. They don't want to put their employees in danger, but they still want to open and have a way to make a living instead of waiting for all these people to try to come up with a stimulus with our, basically our tax money you know, at the end of the day. so It's, it's right. very dishonest with a lot of the politicians what they're doing.
2: Yeah, and you bring you bring up a really good point. You know, a few things I want to t- touch on. F- first of all, you know, we've seen firsthand that most of these cases are, are the governors overstepping their boundaries when they try to go to these businesses and they try to find these different business owners. I mean, in reality, if, if it goes to court, which a lot of times it does, we've seen it, we've seen a lot of these business owners get get their stuff dismissed because you know, I mean, the, the, the judges are not going to necessarily uh, listen to a governor that's corrupt. And, you know, you brought up big tech, and I'll tell you what, big tech, you know, I, I build apps, so I, I, know everything about, I know everything about technology. Yes. I've been building apps mm-hmm. for many years, and technology, I've always said, is perhaps the biggest threat that we face as a nation, because think about what everybody does with their daily life. They get all their news from big tech. They buy all their stuff on big tech. Uh, they watch all their videos on big tech. So they do everything on big tech. There's, there's, there's no more, you know, it's all electronic and that, that's the threat. I mean, when you're, when you're this not everybody fact checks, not everybody is like you and I, that ever, some people are just so gullible and they'll believe anything they see. And that's a scary, scary thought. And the other point I wanted to make, you know, we're talking about small businesses and corporations and would always, you know, drove me crazy is that a Walmart could stay open, but the mom and pop's place down the street could not stay open. I think that's disgusting. And you know what? The way mm-hmm. they are taking America um, on this whatever road they're taking us on, I mean, it's, it's Venezuela for sure. I mean, I, there's so many cl- different signs and indications.
3: Yeah, correct. And, you know, you mentioned
2: uh, also the churches. The
3: churches are on the fire also that they cannot have their parishioners and people come and worship. In the meantime, you saw all those big crowds when, you know, they declare Biden, you know, the media declare Biden, and all of a sudden you see all these huge crowds, and all of a sudden it's okay for them to gather there, but you can't have um, the churches to be open for people to come and worship uh, in their own way. You know, it, it's very, uh, this is, this is, uh, very, very concerning to everybody, and everybody should not give up the fight. No matter what happens, don't give up the fight. Keep going because that's what they want to do. They want to tear us down. They want to break us down. That eventually we're going to be obedient. Um, like you know, they, they did in China. The, what's going on with Hong Kong and China is eventually is going to go ahead and happen here, the way it's going, because we already know that they're going to keep weaponizing all these different items in the media. It's been very, very dishonest to weaponize this against the people. They don't do reporting anymore. Now it's just opinion pieces. They're biased yeah. pieces. In the meantime, conservatives it's all fiction. are straight it's all under attack.
2: It's feelings over facts. It's fictional. It's fiction writing. That's all it is. Like you said, yeah. it's opinions.
3: Yeah, and uh, one thing that I will have to mention, Rory, that I know that I haven't been doing, and that's something that you know we as Republicans and conservatives, we have to basically uh, start looking at these, these battle lines for the future, um, because of the fact that look at the weapons that they're trying to use uh, against us. They're trying to use a certain people and especially minorities that, you know, Republicans in around every area, they need to start concentrating on a lot of people. But at the end of the day, one of the things that <laughs> I guess with my race it, is the fact that I was trying to do solutions and trying to basically bring something good to neighborhoods, no matter who it is. It doesn't matter with the diversity is to everybody, you know, people's children. You know, the the future of education, the future of law enforcement. How are we going to have secure neighborhoods, safer neighborhoods? I grew up in Brooklyn, New York during the worst, uh, the 80s, and, and, you know, the drug (laughs) epidemic that keeps happening all over the place. I know what it's like to live in a way under siege in your own neighborhood, in your own house at times. And that's going to quickly happen. Look what Biden and Obama did before. That's going to happen again. It's going to be worse because now they know that they can weaponize a lot of these different things. And don't be surprised. Look, at it. they're bringing the gang. It's coming back. And right now, I <laughs> yeah. think they, they, he tries to – everybody from the Obama 2.0, they're all coming back, and now they're going to make it even worse. They're basically going to hold the country under siege. And I know some keep saying, oh, my God, this is such, like, a conspiracy. It's like, you know, it's not going to happen. Oh, yes, it is going to happen, and it happened before and hasn't been exposed. But, of course, we had the dishonest media that they cover up even Hunter Biden. Look at that story. All of a sudden, if it was Don Jr., that would have been all over the place, and they would have crucified the Trumps very, very quickly. But no, it's because Hunter Biden. So it's very dishonest with the media because now they are enabling corruption in the United States of America, making us a third world country. That is very concerning to everybody.
2: It's absolutely true, and and you know tonight tonight we're going to be having the founder of Judicial Watch and, and currently the chairman of Freedom Watch, a very popular lawyer in D.C. Larry Clayman, who pretty much represents every politician and every big name in D.C. and very excited to talk very to him. Very
3: excited about that. I
2: know I know that a lot. I know a lot of people like Larry, and I know people are working on, you know, figuring out what the hell went on with these Dominion systems. What? You know, the, the Democrats clearly stole this from us. There's no denying that. I mean, how? I mean, look at all the evidence. Look at the yep. video after video after video. And AG Barr didn't do a damn thing. You know, I mean, he was he was part of the deep state towards the end. If you ask me, I mean, that guy just, in a, in a lot of ways, sat on his fat ass. Excuse my French. But that. But that's 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 the fact. And and I and I'm I'm, I'm pissed about it. Because he, he was compromised in some sort of way. Otherwise, he would have acted. He would have acted. He, the evidence was there. The evidence was there to lock up all these Obama cronies a long time ago. He never did anything. The evidence was there of voter fraud. He never did anything. And I'm really disappointed in the Supreme Court. I'm really disappointed with Amy Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh. Because Trump gave them a life. Trump appointed them. And what did they do? They backstabbed him. At least and, I, and I and I fear and I fear evidence. and I fear if the I fear if the Democrats steal this, we'll never have a Republican ever in office ever again because they'll rig it every freaking time because they, they now have big tech on their side. They now are more evolved than ever before with what they do behind the scenes. It's dirty.
3: They're gonna start rigging everything. Once they know that it's gonna work, they're gonna keep doing it all over the place. So all, everywhere, all the counties where they have sheriffs, they have county commissioners to have state, you know, eventually that's going to start falling into in Democrats. Because look, at, it, it's, an, in the, it's insane to find out that somebody was hidden in a basement, no energy, didn't come out, and all of a sudden got 80-something million votes. That doesn't happen in politics, Rory. That right. doesn't happen.
4: So you know right. this was
3: rigged, and I'm sure they kind of gave him like a wink-wink, you know, we got this for you, and we're going to send uh, all this stuff. Because I would tell you, anybody – The mail-in ballots, to me, it's supposed to be just used if you can't make it to the polls as an emergency. I'm a firm believer you should always go to a poll to identify yourself, who you are, and also verification. That's very, very critical. And that's something that a lot of them, even in Georgia right now, they they fell asleep on the wheel on that, in a sense, that now they allow this. And, And it's a president because right now, um, I, I know some are saying, oh, you know, it was a fair election, blah, 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 and all that stuff that they're trying to say. But the thing is that you have to always stand your ground and make sure everything was litigated and everything was done properly. Because if not, they're going to do it again, do it again, do it again, because now you're basically rolling over and taking the results. In the meantime, those are fake results. So to me, they're not validated. There's no possible way with the energy and everything that keeps happening that all these people all of a sudden just voted. Yeah, and especially with mail-in ballots. Yeah. Literally, I mean, in a sense, because when I was running uh, also, I saw how easy it is. Here in Florida, all you have to do is put your last name, your date of birth, and you just request it. It goes in the mail. You get it in the mail in two days, and somebody could come and pick them all up in that street and pick them all up, sign them, and send them off, and there's no verification. That That is don't, how they started yeah, doing
2: all these things. It's insane. If if we don't figure these, you know, we need to get rid of these voting dominion systems because, first of all, I don't know if you read the news, a a lot of them, a lot of the ownership is involved with China. And we all know China does not want Trump in there because Trump is is destroying them on negotiations. So they don't want Trump. They, they want Biden no. they can walk over. And, and here, here's the scary part. I think the same thing will happen in Georgia with rigging. I think they're going to rig the thing all the way. I, I, you know, I, I, I just don't feel good about it. And you know there's a lot of people right now, and we all know that Trump is usually playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. But there's a lot of people that believe that I, – I read a poll. One-fifth of Americans believe this election will be overturned. So I, I think I think he's got something up his sleeve. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't think Rudy Giuliani would be pursuing it, you know, and, and putting his uh, name on the line uh, to this to this extent. If if, if if there wasn't something there, I mean, I just think that there's going to be a real surprise that nobody sees coming, and the Democrats are just going to be shocked and pissing their pants.
3: Well, my sources have been telling me there are some things that will come up. Can't really say it too <laughs> much of what it is but they're going to come up and it's going to be very shocking near the end. So it's not over till it's over. And he should never concede. I think that he still could go ahead and get overturned. And now we can actually see how deep this state is and how corrupt it is, because they won't even hear the case. They won't even like, you know, they're, they're putting their case, but in the meantime, they're not moving it forward. They're basically stopping it. And that's everybody. And that's, very, very dishonest. Right. They should at least have the cases keep moving forward and still showing the evidence because I, I've seen some of the things that they have and they do have evidence. And do they have enough votes mm-hmm. of return? Yes, they do. Especially with the Dominion machine. You and I know that you can hack those low level security oh, yeah. machines very, very quickly, very, very quickly. Easily. You can change numbers Easily. all around. And, and, and then it's real funny because I was hearing the Dominion CEO saying how robust their technology is and all this other thing. I'm like, there is no way, dude. There is no way you're going to make it that robust
4: and is easily
3: hackable, and you could actually alter those numbers because there is no actually concrete verification that how that is being tallied. And you notice how in certain areas they deleted all that data, so we can't even retrieve that data. And in some areas they actually destroy some of the ballots, so you can't even count them.
2: Yeah. No, I know. I know. It's, 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 and it's one of those things. I mean, it's really, it's a, it's a real threat to our country. Um, Eric, though, uh, stay with us. Tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can get involved, where they can donate, all that good stuff.
3: Uh, Well, thank you very much, Eric for um, um, com, And it's F-O-R Congress. Uh, I will be running again in 2022. Um, I will really appreciate the support, and I'm going to be um, running for St. Augustine, uh, Jacksonville, and also around in you know, Fernandina Beach, around that, those counties in Northeast Florida. So thank you very much, Rory. I really appreciate it. God bless everyone, and keep up the fight.
1: Thanks, buddy.
2: Uh, uh, stay with us. Um, I want to welcome to the show. We have retired police NYP, P, NYPD officer and lawyer, a good friend of mine uh joe murray joe how are you welcome back
0: hey
5: rory thanks for having me it's such a pleasure to be on the show and uh as, as usual i love to listen to your guests it's fantastic thanks buddy and and i i
2: saw you're you've been doing a lot you went up to the washington dc march you've been really out there you know trying to fight and trying to obviously stay optimistic and and keep the good keep the good thoughts um but we're in a war. I mean, you know, I, I saw some of the videos from DC this weekend. A lot of patriots, but a lot of uh, a lot of infiltra- infiltrators. A lot of a lot of people trying to cause chaos on the other side, trying to you know start start uh, unnecessary bullshit.
5: You know, I got to tell you, Rory, you're absolutely correct, and I'm so fascinated uh, with what's on, happening like right on, now.
2: BLM and all, the, all those groups. Keep going. Sorry. The.
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I really am just so excited about what's happening in our government and this great awakening that's taking place. I have never, never gone to Washington in my life in 54 years to participate in any type of rally or protest of any kind. And I'm sure even talking to the people that I was with and around, The same went for them. There was a great awakening, a sense of ownership and responsibility that this is our country. And we have to take – we, the people, have to take back the reins from these political hacks that are seeking to do us harm. And make no mistake about it, that's what they're looking to do. So I did attend the first major mega rally that was in Washington. And it was incredible, the size of that. And I have to tell you, like one of the observations I made between going to the first and now the second, although the second was much smaller, the first one, we saw all the videos of Antifa perpetrating their assaults and attacks on the elderly women, children. It was disgusting. Uh, I myself didn't witness it where I was, but I saw these videos. I got to tell you now going to the second one I was anticipating more of the same shenanigans I was pleasantly surprised because I saw large contingencies of these civilian militias like the proud boys and they're like paramilitary they were they were in formation and they were responding they had radios there was contingencies from different jurisdictions They were very polite and friendly. They were actually giving us advice and saying, listen, after this breaks up, stay on the main road, don't wander off into the side streets, stay in groups. It was them, not the police, who were giving us this advice. And they were there in massive numbers. I also learned about this group, the three percenters, and I saw them. And it was really organized where they had, We actually walked up from the Freedom Square up to the Supreme Court ahead of time before the big march because we wanted to get up close and listen to all the speakers. So as we were sitting there waiting and watching people showing up, we saw them. They were like, you know, going to their assigned posts and they were setting up over there. And these are civilian militias that are there probably reacting to the madness that they saw at the last march. And they were there to protect us. And i got to tell you, like in New York City, we have the Guardian Angels. These are civilian volunteers that really just want to help their community and and keep it safe and and prevent the, the violence and crime that takes place. I saw no difference from these people. Although I did, I mean, I guess it's the cop and me, me and my girlfriend, we did notice some of them appeared to be armed. Uh, you know, with weapons that they were concealing. However, there wasn't one incident, nothing. And any time there was even a, an appearance of someone from Antifa, they didn't go there and beat them down. They just isolated them. They got between the crowd and Antifa and shouted them down. There was no violence. Nothing happened. There was a lot of police around. But I was so happy, and I never felt so safe, to walk through Washington. And it was just so wonderful because the street is closed. You have these massive yeah. crowds and you're just walking up and just looking at, you know, the the First Amendment is, is on one of these buildings. I didn't get the name of that building. It's just huge. It's a massive uh, writing of the First Amendment, the language of the First Amendment on the side of the building, hundreds of feet in, in the air. It's just so impressive being in the nation's capital and walking around. But I got to tell you, I see the public just like me and never having done this and so many people now doing this, I see these civilian militias and they're just responding to the lack of security that's coming from the police. I'm a retired police officer, NYPD. I love yeah. cops. But when you have a, when you have a, a, a lunatic like Mayor de Blasio at the helm, who's pulling back the police, allowing rioters to riot. And we went through this when I was on the job with Mayor Dinkins. Uh, we had the uh, Crown Heights riots specifically. We actually took back blocks, and then we were ordered to just retreat. Let them, rent, let them vent, let them riot. So when the, when the government decides to put the public at harm, I see nothing wrong with the public banding together to perform their own security. And that's, and the, the proud boys getting such a bad name, they are racist, this and that. I saw mixed race uh, people amongst yeah. their ranks. Oh, there's
2: all different, colors. I don't there see all different colors in that group. There's a bunch of, there's, there's Hispanic, there's black, there's white. It, it, they, they don't discriminate.
5: It, it's really just so harmful what's happening with the media and, You know, this cancel culture and people attacking you, and everyone is just so afraid. Oh, my God, I'm going to be called a racist. This guy's calling me a racist. i got to run away from that. I've been called a racist now. It's unbelievable. And these are people who I I used to be very friendly with uh, who know me, and they know the work I do. I'm a criminal defense attorney. Eighty percent of the people I represent are black and Hispanic. They come to me as a private attorney because – I'm very good at what I do. I'm not there to hurt them. I'm there to help them. So it's laughable when people start saying, oh, you're talking about the Proud Boys. You must be a racist. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm a racist. You know, get to know me a little bit. You'll see who I am. You know, and it's it's just terrible that people really, I'm watching people just You know, they're they're bending and folding to this. And I'm sure even these corporations and companies are doing it. Look what happened to Trump's team. The lawyers that were representing them were being attacked in the firms. They had to withdraw from the case. You know, I have a lot of people telling me about these judges. How come all these cases are are being denied? I said, well, look, you you had public officials who were certifying the votes. I think it was in Michigan who were threatened and they cowered to that the threats and 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 voted to certify when they really didn't want to and then you also have other uh public officials politicians who are being threatened and intimidated look at Mitch mcconnell today in his speech you know i just learned that he accepted what money from dominion I mean, voting
2: he just sits he just sits there like like the walrus. He looks like he looks like a little turtle. And he just sits there. and He says, "Oh, we're just going to accept Joe Biden as the winner." You're such a little wimp, bro. Like, why don't you stand up for you know America and for patriots, McConnell? Like, you've always been a scumbag. I think he's just as bad as Schumer and Pelosi. He's no different. He's a rhino.
5: You know that it's that swamp. You know that there, it affects all of them. They're all you in We are politicians. All in bed Yeah, exactly. But I did notice something that he said. He said, we do have a process leading up to January 6th, I think he said, or January 20th, where the president. So I kind of observed, maybe he was signaling that it's not over. Right now, we're going to congratulate them, but we do have a process that leads up to swearing in on the 20th. So I saw that, but I did learn, later Learn watching OAN, they reported that he accepted donations from Dominion and other affiliates of them with this electronic, uh, you know, vote tabulation machines. Well, his, wife, he,
2: his wife, you know, his wife has always been in bed with China. She's always been involved with the foreign entities. Um, she, yes, they they've gotten... They've gotten so much money from China. Even Peter Schweitzer wrote about it one time.
5: But, you know, I got to say, you know, shout out to uh, Mike Lindell, uh, the My Pillow guy. I, I saw him speak both times at both rallies in Washington, D.C. He's just such a genuine guy, you know, and I, I really just I love his story to begin with. Uh, the great, you know, this is America. I mean, look at this guy. He was down on his luck. He was an addict. He was a junkie. And he turned his whole life around. He became this huge success. He talked about meeting President Trump for the first time, and and he envisioned it. Uh, He's really dove in. And I admire him so much, as I just was saying, about this cancel culture and how he – and he described it, how he got attacked and investigated by the governor and the attorney general once he announced his support for President Trump. But he's fearless. And he's been at both of these rallies and he speaks, you know, he speaks his mind and he says what he sees. And, and I, I love his patriotism. So people like that, man, I'm going to buy tent pillows. You know what I mean? So uh, we have to support good people like that. I'm just so proud that people are, are not cowering to this nonsense that's going on and they're speaking up. So, you know, I just right. want to touch base too on, on something very important a lot of the media is not reporting on it, but we have a very big constitutional crisis right now. There are several yeah. of these battleground states that issued and certified on the 14th yesterday their dual electors. You know, they have Republican electors that were – were. Uh, Uh, adopted by the state's uh, legislature pursuant to Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, and they have issued their own votes for President Trump. So when when those dual electors send their votes to Washington, we now are going to have Mike Pence, who's going to have to unseal these envelopes and read them. And there's going to be a dispute amongst which ones do we accept and which ones do we not accept. So I think this is a very critical point in time. I know Sydney Powell has filed another lawsuit. There are other lawsuits making their way up to the Supreme Court. I think there's going to be a, a very critical time in our, our country's history where President Trump is not conceding. He's just not, and I don't blame him. I support him for that. Okay. But with these dual electors, that is a constitutional question now. What do they do with them? And they're going to debate it in Congress, deciding on which ones they're going to accept, which ones they're going to disregard. And if they can't decide, they're going to disregard all of them. But if no president candidate gets a majority of 270 votes, there's a constitutional crisis. We're we're looking at a 12th Amendment where Congress selects a president. You know, it's really just incredible times that we're living in here, and I'm just so proud of these patriots. Standing up and saying no we're not going to accept this We know there was wide voter fraud And it's just so obvious and I can't understand why people are ignoring it Look at Pennsylvania They gave out 1.8 million mail-in ballots But they accepted 2.5 million Do we really need to, to, to have more evidence than that That there was fraud? How else do you explain that? If there's just so much here, and I just can't stand to hear people say, no evidence, no evidence, no evidence. You have that video from uh, Georgia. It's just incredible. But uh, everyone should, you know, buckle their seatbelts because January 6th is coming up, and that's when the Electoral College votes are unsealed and read by Mike Pence. And don't forget, January 3rd, the new Congress gets sworn in. It's not the current Congress. It's the new Congress. They get sworn in on January 3rd. Mike Pence, being the vice president, he will then unseal the votes and read them out to the new Congress. And one of the interesting questions is if this election on the 5th, if we get the results and they're sworn in, I wonder if they're going to be present. Whoever it is, if it's the Democrats that win, they'll be there. And if it's the Republicans, but that's a real critical question because in a disputed election like this where we have to throw out the election and the president and vice president are elected by the Congress, the president is elected by state delegation by the House of Representatives, which is a majority of Republicans. So it's it's logical to conclude that they will elect President Trump. But now with the, the Senate, if, God forbid, the Senate in Georgia, they lose those two votes, and they go to the Senate, the Senate could possibly cast their vote for Kamala Harris. And we have a Trump-Harris ticket. It's really incredible. I mean, we're, we're living in such crazy times. Uh, but that's a possibility. So – Buckle your seat though. It's, it's
2: it's I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. It's a it's a weird, weird time. Uh Joe, I always love having you with us. Uh we got a lot more to get into. Uh retired NYPD police officer and uh popular lawyer. Um thank you, sir, and tell everybody where they can find you, where
5: they can connect with you, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, thanks, Rory. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. I love your 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 guests and and your audience. I'm Joe Murray Law on Twitter. That's primarily where you can hit me up, and also on Facebook. And I'm involved with this Inside Blue 360. It was started by Ed Mullins, president of the NYPD SBA. So anyone can check us out over there. There's some podcasts and things going on. So, but thanks again, Rory. I'll be listening in. Thank you again for having me on the show.
2: Always a pleasure, my friend. We love. We love your insight. We love, we love the value you bring, and
5: you're, uh, you're
2: just a fantastic guy and a, a great friend, so thank you. Uh, I want to introduce, I believe he's with us right now, and I'm very excited to talk to him. We have the founder of Ju- Judicial Watch and the current chairman of Freedom Watch, uh, powerful lawyer Larry Klayman. Everybody knows who this guy is. He's been around for a long time. He's represented some of the biggest names on Capitol Hill in D.C., um, and he's got a lot of big projects going on right now. He just came out with a new book. Larry, welcome to the show. How are you?
6: You're welcome. Thank you uh, for inviting me. My pleasure. My honor.
2: Well, yeah, man, it's a, it's a real treat because I've I've you know been a fan of yours for a long time. Um, you know, I, I I'm good friends with the with Sheriff Joe Arpaio. I, I know you and him have worked together. On several occasions, he's been on the show. Uh, he's been, he's a he's a fantastic mentor, just just a, a wonderful individual. And um, I'll, I'll tell you something. So tell us right now, what's what's the latest? And I know you have so many different things you have your hands involved with, but what kind what projects are you are you currently working on?
6: It's the you know it's the book. Obviously, I have lawsuits pending, you know, against Mueller for Jerry Corsi who. Fortunately, I avoided being indicted in the, in, the, in the Russian witch hunt. I've got cases against social media, antitrust lawsuits. Cases for Laura Loomer, for Chief Justice Roy Moore, for a lot of people who have been really wronged by these ultra-leftists. But the thing that's most important to me right now is this book that I wrote, It Takes a Revolution. I want the American people to understand something, and it's dedicated to Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson – said that federal judges he was against them in article 3 because they're unelected and unaccountable to the people that they would become despots and tyrants and that this would cause us someday to have to wage another revolution where the shed where the blood of patriots would have to be shed again and he said what's a few thousand dead to preserve the tree of liberty now jefferson didn't want anybody to get hurt neither do i but we are in a revolutionary mode and to be honest totally honest i've you know i've I was a lawyer 43 years last Monday, Pearl Harbor Day, as a matter of fact. I was sworn in.
2: That's amazing. On
6: on December 7, 1977, is that our three branches of government, as I chronicle in the book, have become so endemically corrupt, systematically corrupt. But the most corrupt is the federal judiciary, because they were put there to protect us. And instead, they feathered their own nest. They get there by virtue of campaign contributions political grease from lobbyists and others, corporations, large law firms, labor unions, others. And you can see that we have no protector left. When the Supreme Court, when Trump's own appointees, stab him in the back and rule against him. I was him, just talking we, about
2: that earlier. I, it's a disgrace.
6: You can see where we are in a revolution. <clears throat> and I want people, before they read my book, to read the Declaration of Independence. I'm paraphrasing. The first part of it, yeah. the preamble. Yeah. When in the course of human events, the sovereign breaks away from the people, is that we the people, under the laws of nature, and nature's God, have a right to alter or abolish our form of government and to form a new government by and for the people with equal rights for everybody, so we can pursue happiness. Now, this is the essence of where we are right now. We don't have a government. Trump, as much as we love him and as much as the good things he, he has done, let's thank him for that. But he's not coming back. The, the Republican Party stabbed him in the back. McConnell yesterday uh, recognized President-elect uh, Biden. You know, this is the majority leader of the Senate. This is a guy we talk about, the communist Chinese, who took money from John Wong in a Chinagate scandal that I uncovered when I was running Judicial Watch, which I founded. His wife, Elaine Chow laundered the money for him. The dad has connections to the Chinese politburo. So our government does not represent us anymore. And in my book, I make concrete suggestions. You can buy the book at Amazon.com, all the booksellers. We need to use citizens' grand juries to hold the guilty accountable, to bring about justice, to restore the rule of law. We have that right uh, Chief Justice Justice Scalia, back in 1992, in a case, United States versus Williams, said the grand jury belongs to the American people, not to the three branches of government. We can indict, we can try, we can convict, we can sentence, and we can even do citizens' arrests peacefully and legally. I'm not suggesting anything violent because if that doesn't work, if we don't restore the rule of law to this country, and you can see, you know, Barr, his being fired was too little too late, didn't indict Comey didn't indict McCabe, didn't invite the lovebirds, didn't indict Bruce Orr. the Bidens, the Clintons, the Obamas, off-limits, the intelligence czars who illegally surveyed everyone, including the president, brought him down, off-limits. You know, we have a country which is lawless right now, and that's why I wrote this book. And then ultimately we need to consider whether we want to ourselves uh, declare independence and form a new government by and for the people. And, you know, I don't advocate violence. Let them come for us. Maybe we go back to Philadelphia. Maybe we squeeze the left out of there and reestablish a government at Independence Hall. These people do not represent us. And the Republicans want the president figuratively, if not actually dead, as much as the Democrats. He was a threat to them. And the American people need to understand the facts of life. you are not going to get those facts of life. And this is the subchapter of my book, Forget the Scandal Industry, by watching Sean Hannity... Having him tell you every single night that justice is just around the corner because he wants to draw viewers back to Fox, boost his ratings, boost advertising dollars, and boost his salary. He's just one example. The people need to know just how dire straits that we are in right now, and that's why I wrote this book.
2: I love, I love your insight. You know, I, love, I love your knowledge. You know you, You've been in this game a long time. Now, let me ask you honestly, do you think it's an extreme long shot? For this election to be overturned?
6: It's not going to happen. We can see what the Supreme Court did. Now, the establishment protects itself. You know, remember that movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield when he gives the valedictorian address to his class and he says, I got advice for you. Look out for number one and don't step in number two. Okay. They're not going to risk anything. If these Supreme Court justices or any of these politicians, overturned a so-called fraudulent election, as fraudulent as it was. Their lives are at risk. They're not going to risk that. They're not going to risk their standing in the Washington swamp. And they're certainly not going to risk, you know, anything else. we, We know who they are at this point. So the American people need to snap out of it. They need to understand that the country is very close to slipping away. And once these leftists take control, I predict that Biden will be dead within six months, either of natural causes or it'll give him something he doesn't wake up. And then Kamala Harris is in charge. All these radicals, even more than what Biden's appointing, will take charge. They'll never give back control to us. It'll be like a Bolshevik revolution. And they'll use the Justice Department, the IRS, and everything else to to destroy any what they consider to be their opposition. So unless we wake up now, we're going to lose this country very quickly.
2: And how do you react? I mean, your thoughts on Amy Barrett, Kavanaugh and gorsuch betraying trump how do you feel about that
6: how do you get to be a federal judge or a supreme court justice money talks and nobody walks political campaign contributions they're bought and paid for they're political hacks i'm a lawyer you know 43 years i can tell you the legal profession is the most corrupt profession in this country corrupt to the core they're in it for themselves now that they got what they wanted they can throw the president overboard, and that's what they did.
2: And and like you know, we look at, but then we go look at people like Clarence Thomas, who it's like he did he did the right thing. So did the other other guy. I forget I forget his name. Alito,
6: Yeah, Samuel um, Alito.
2: Yeah. So so how do we explain that? How I mean, are are they're not obviously bought and paid for? Well, I mean, by the grace of God, they
6: snuck through. <laughs> By the grace of God, they snuck through. And we've got a chief justice who is yeah. dishonest to the core, John Roberts. He's, yeah. There have been yep. rumors for years that he's a closet homosexual. I'm not homophobic. <laughs> nobody care, nobody right. cares anymore. But apparently they got right. dirt on him. He's <laughs> married. He doesn't want that out. And they're blackmailing him for that or some other reason. And, there's, you know, it's mutual assured destruction in Washington, D.C., and if some, everybody's got dirt and everybody else, so they just cash in. It's like the American League, the National Football League. They're all part of the NFL. And as long as we're fat and happy and we're making money and we've got power, let the people be damned. It's like Louis Fifteenth and Marie Antoinette. After me, the flood. Who cares? And you saw what happened to them. Their heads were lopped off at the guillotine. So that, I'm trying to head that off. I don't want to see violence. I don't want to see a violent revolution like Jefferson predicted. So unless we rise up now, and enforce our justice system ourselves, and hold the guilty accountable. We're not going to have a country anymore. It's like we're on the deck of the Titanic. The music's playing and the ship is sinking, and we don't know it.
2: No, I no, I agree. I agree. And do you think? I mean, do you the the fact that I mean the the fact that the fix was in. I mean, let, let's face the facts here. I mean, by, they say Biden got more votes than Obama. Not, it's not possible. Just not. We obviously know that. We obviously know that's BS. I mean, you know, I was never a fan of Obama, but he at least could woo people in. He could speak. He had a style. He was a fascinating individual. Biden doesn't have that same appeal. And let, let's look at also, Trump got more votes than any sitting president in history.
6: I mean how, Well, how that's right, this... and, and that's right, and and the president hopefully will have a voice going into the future, but they're not going to ever let him run for president again. They'll kill him first. You know, they, they want well, to, you, to like, clear the deck for their people, for their establishment, for their establishment hacks. You know, Rubio and, and Cruz and the rest of them, you know, they're considered to be the heir of parents. They're not even natural-born citizens. They're not even qualified under the Constitution to be president, but that doesn't matter anymore because you don't follow the Constitution. And I— you know, I have nothing against Cruz. I mean, I kind of like the guy, but he's not Donald Trump, okay? and he's a politician, and we're not going to see another person like that unless we form our own government. and that's something that should be considered.:
2: I mean, so so, politic, so you know, politically though, I mean, if Trump was going to want to run in 20, let's just say hypothetically. That Trump, you know, this election does not get overturned, and you know, twenty twenty four comes around. I, I don't think there's anybody else that would would be the would be the nominee other than Trump. I mean, everybody still loves the guy, and he'd, he'd be the same age as Biden. What do What do you think about that?
6: Well, Biden will be eighty two, Trump will be seventy eight. <clears throat> Biden will be dead by No, I mean Biden, he, he'll
2: way. be Biden's age. He'll be Biden's age at this point. Oh, I see right what you're now. saying.
6: Okay, all right. So, no, I I don't think it's going to happen. I think, you know, events will overtake themselves. I think what he should do is go off and buy, you know, a cable station to replace Fox. Fox has become leftist. Fox is unethical. Uh, Even Mike Lindell, the owner of MyPillow, says they were part of taking Trump down. Uh, The answer is not Newsmax. You have Chris Ruddy, the CEO of Newsmax, who gave a million dollars to the Clinton Foundation. So he's... Now, you know, marketing, we're the Trump news network, but you know what? He'll start, in my view, he'll probably start cozying up to Biden. That's who he is. He's two-faced. He needs to buy a cable network. That's where he can be helpful. Give real conservatives an opportunity to speak. You know, my clients and me, we don't go in Fox. They don't want anybody who actually does anything. They just want people with a nice smile and a a cleavage, you know, to go on there. And, uh, you know, it's a joke. At this point, we, we need to educate the American people. And that's why I wrote this book. It takes a revolution. You, near to, you need to hear the hard truth. Our founding fathers were not afraid to give it to the colonies. And they used the printing press to do that. So what you're doing is very important. But of all the things I'm doing right now, this book is the most important. You know, it, it, and ask yourself this question. You know, we're worse off today than we were in 1776. King George was not a socialist or a communist. King George was not an atheist. King George, you know, actually was a lot better than what we're getting with Biden and Kamala Harris right now. So I think that went through.
2: And, and, and I want to ask you, you mentioned Chris Rudy, and I had no idea that he donated to the Clinton Foundation, but it, it makes sense. Um, but here, here's, a million here's dollars. my issue. Yeah, it's crazy. Here's my issue, though. Trump, I don't think Trump always knows who his true friends are. I mean, he's, he's always praising Newsmax. He's always praising Chris Rudy. He's always praising all these rhinos around him in, in his cabinet or in, in, DC. I just don't, I, I wonder where his, where his mindset is when he, when he goes off and, and does this sort of um, these things. Cause you know, I, I, I it it's kind of, uh, it's a little disturbing to watch because I, he's he's one of the smartest guys i've ever seen but at other times you just you 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 kind of question uh what's going through his brain when he, when he's doing this
1: no
6: you're right i mean his you know he everybody he sees on fox news he hires you know it's it's ridiculous and now he's been betrayed by them and you know and he's anti-tribe uh, fox news right now he also had people around him like Roger Stone and Paul Manafort and Rick Gates and Michael Cohen these are not good people you know and You are who you associate with. And, you know, he, he, it was a mistake. And in in many ways, as much as we, we love the guy and much as we wanted him to win is that he did it to himself in a way too. You know, he didn't need to be, you know, so abrasive and such a jerk, you know, with, with people basically. And he turned a lot of people off and he didn't need to run around, you know, during COVID-19, like he was a kid, you know, I'm defying authority here. Um, you know, I'm not big on masks either, but it was in your face. And he, he, he in many ways let himself down and he let the American people down, too. And, you know, we thank him for what he did, but his time has come and gone. Do you think,
2: let me ask you this, you know, with this whole Dominion voter machine, I mean, we're seeing in all these different states proof of voter fraud. And you, you're a lo you're a, you're a D.C. lawyer. You've been... You've been around this sort of thing your entire life. What do you make of it? Like how – the fact that it's just being in a lot of ways ignored (laughs) by the media, it's not being taken seriously in a court of law. How how do you feel about that?
6: There was massive fraud. There's no doubt about it. This election was stolen. The president's right. But we don't have a legal system that will address it, and we don't have politicians that will stand up for him. You know, a few congressmen who – you know, are voting in a certain way as electors are not going to get him uh, elected as president of the United States. And if, there, if it did happen, uh, these people know that the left would be in the streets killing, maiming, uh, stealing, burning, uh, and they're afraid of that. Uh, but we can't be afraid. Our founding fathers were not afraid. You know, they risked their lives, their fortunes, they pledged their sacred honor to found a new nation. And we cannot be afraid if we want a nation at all. Uh, this country is very close to, to going under, and we have done in 244 years what it took the Roman Empire over 2,000 years to do, which is self-destruct, and we're on the verge of that right now.
2: It's scary. I mean, what you know, it, it gives it gives a lot of anxiety and you know a lot of depression, and you know, I I tell you, man, um, I've been you know I, I've just in all my years of existence we've never seen anything like what we've had to endure uh as of lately i mean you know this is this is out of its world insane and well, we I have to rise to up ourselves
6: to... god helps yeah. those that help themselves god will bail us out but we have to act ourselves and that again is the subtitle of the book it takes a revolution to play on hillary's it takes a village And forget the scandal industry. Forget being entertained by these scandals. You know, I turned on Hannity last night. Now he's promoting Hunter Biden, this scandal. Major breaking news, you know. Justice around the corner. No justice. We know that. You know, Barr did nothing. Durham did nothing. Nobody ever does anything. No one's ever been held accountable at a high level in our lifetime. Nobody. The elite protect each other. So it's now time for the American people to rise up, just like the colonies did like the people of France did and to wage yeah. another revolution in the clean house.
2: and and, and, and Larry legally. you know you and Larry you you've done so many things i mean you you're the founder you're the founder of judicial watch and you're the current chairman of freedom watch you know you spend your days in these dc courtrooms you witness everything are you are you disgusted with the double standard on, like, for example, Hunter Biden's attorneys are rejecting to cooperate with Congress? I mean, when does the merry-go-round end? I mean, when if this was Don Jr., he would be in handcuffs. But no, no, it's Hunter Biden. He gets a pass. I'm sick of Democrats getting special treatment. It's real,
6: too. Well, you're right, but Congress doesn't do anything other than for show, okay? They'll – you know, look at Lindsey Graham, blowhard blow Lindsey Graham. You know, I'm going to conduct investigations, you know. They don't lead anywhere. Look at my former group, Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton. Okay. Judicial Watch Victory, we got documents. Well, what did you do with the documents after you got them? Okay, I'm saying use them for citizens' grand juries. I got $120 million in the bank. You know, get documents, it get you on Fox News. What does that do for you? So you know, I've been in the trenches fighting, and I've been trying to to win, and I have won a lot of cases. But in my book, I'm I'm honest. I don't crow about victories. I say, look, I've accomplished not what I wanted to accomplish. I barely scratched the surface. We are now in a revolutionary mode. We have to go outside of the legal system, you know, by the laws of nature and the laws of God, as in the ind- uh, independence. Don't hurt anybody, not violent. But if we don't succeed. We are headed into a violent revolution, for sure, because these leftists are coming for us. They want us dead. They're going to be on your lawn in short order, demanding the keys to your house, the keys to your home, and if you don't give it to them, they'll kill you and your family. That's where we're headed. They were in the, in the, on lawns in Beverly Hills a month and a half ago with, with T-shirts, eat the rich, kill the rich. The, they just don't want to kill the rich. They want to kill anybody that opposes them, radicals of every group, radical. Muslims, radical blacks, radical Marxians of the Jewish left, and I'm a Jewish Christian, so I don't mean that in an anti-Semitic way, radical lesbians, radical gays, radical transgenders, radical atheists, they're all banding together. Take this country down, divide it up, there'll be nothing left, and then they'll start fighting with each other, just like the white and red Russians did after the Bolshevik Revolution or the Ayatollahs and the Mujahideen in Iran. And then you're going to see a real bloodbath. And that's what we have to try to prevent. People don't realize that this country is hanging by a thread, and we can see it now. Our Supreme Court is not a Supreme Court. It's an inferior court. They didn't stand up for us. That was a really good case that Texas brought. It had a lot of merit, and they threw it in the trash.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, you're know, you absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, and I want to ask you, in regards to you know, A.G. Barr sticking around, when would you have gave him the boot? A long time ago?
6: Yeah, I would have him in Sessions. Sessions was even worse. And uh, this is what you get. It's what you get. They're establishment swamp creatures. You know, Trump crowed about the 600 judges that he uh, nominated. And and McConnell, uh, you know, crowed about too. I got him through. I've been up in front of nine of them. They lack courage. They run for the exits. They're not honest. They're scared right. of their shadow. And they're no different than the Obama and Clinton judges. Okay, it's it's terrible. You know, so what do you do when you don't have a legal system that represents the people? And that's what happened to our colonies. You know, King George took our, our legal system back to England. He seized our guns. He overtaxed us. The colonialists tried to reason with him, tried to say, you know, let's work it out. He didn't want to work it out. So we declared independence and we created a... New nation, the greatest nation ever conceived of and created. And unless we rise up again and get up off the couch and turn off Sean Hannity and get to work, we're not going to have a country, I don't think, in five years. I really don't. And we've got enemies overseas, the, the communist Chinese, the Russians who just hacked us in a major way, Iran, North Korea. They're sitting there like wolves waiting for the opportunity to take us apart.
2: And you know, you know, you. I want to ask you this: in terms of if you know, if you know, and, and it looks like it's pretty bad right now. You know, with our chances of, of, of Trump pull, pulling this off, you know, so Biden gets in there. You think he's going to delete everything Trump did, and we're going to get into all these big messes again? I mean, we all know Biden is involved with the military-industrial complex. Um, he's owned by Wall Street. Um, he's owned by big tech. I mean, I could go on and on.
6: Yes, that's what they're going to do in short order. And mark my words, the Republicans will lose the Senate. There's already a million and a half ballots out in the mail, paper ballots. Uh, They really don't know what they're doing. And they could have reacted a lot sooner before this election. But now it's, it's a done deal. And even if they should win by the grace of God, mark my words, prediction, in Democrat states where there's a Democrat governor, Republican senators will turn up dead, and the uh, and the governor will appoint a Democrat senator. They'll ram all their leftist legislation through, and we will then be formally a socialist slash communist state, godless state. That's where we you are. You
2: really, you really think, you really think it's going to lead to that extreme?
6: I do. I do. Look, look, and, at, and, look and, at look, look, look what's going look, on. Look at what's going on around us with the with the. Everybody's bowing down to these radicals. Don't hurt me. You know, I'll give you whatever you want. The NFL will give you what you want. The NBA will give you what you want. Even pro golf will give you what you want, okay? Uh, you know, universities, Universities. my alma mater, Duke University, which has turned into the Berkeley of the South, on the backs of the basketball players, the basketball team stinks this year, you know, one and done. These people aren't even members of the student body anymore. They're just waiting to go to the NBA equality. They don't mean equality. They mean inequality. Okay. You know, somehow, you know, white people have become the enemy. We were born with a racist gene, you know, we're terrible people, you know, and and we must be destroyed too. Well, you know what? Everybody in this country is equal. Whites are equal as as well as blacks are equal. And that's what what the declaration of independence was all about. So, you know, the country has just gone crazy and, and, you know it's the minority now ruling the majority, and the majority is afraid of being hurt, and that's what the Supreme Court did. They were afraid, so they gave in
2: no it, and it's it's one of those things where I just I really wonder what happens next. like I, I mean, what do you think goes on with this pandemic? I mean, you think they're going to drag this on as long as possible. This is <clears> all part of their new world order. this is all part of their mind control.
6: Well, they don't have to drag it on. It's going to be around for a long time. Now they're saying even even if you get the vaccine, you're going to have to wear a mask. So what's the difference? You know, why bother? So, you know, it's going to morph into something else. Look, this is another thing. Our government, China, uh, communist Chinese, the Chinese are good people. No, I'm not talking about them. The the communist Chinese, they released what was likely a bioweapon, either by design or accident. They destroyed... Much of this country, they destroyed much of the world. No one holds them accountable. Even Trump didn't hold them accountable. It's not enough to call it the Kung Flu to insult the Chinese. It's not enough to maybe put on more tariffs. He should have been seizing the assets of the Chinese, the trillions of dollars invested in the United States to pay for the damage. Why is it that Larry Clayman and Freedom Watch had to bring a class action for the damage in Dallas, Texas, or in Jerusalem, Israel, which we did, or file a criminal complaint in The Hague? People are afraid. They're not willing to stand up. And even our president was not strong enough. Why didn't he go in when well, the left was destroying all of our cities? He could have, in the Insurrection Act, taken control. Instead, he played politics You know, and wanted people to react to the fact that the police were being defunded and everything else. But he didn't take affirmative action. So as much as we love him and as much as we thank him for what he did, you know, he wasn't perfect either. And nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. So hold on one second. I'll be right back.
3: Stay with us, everybody.
6: So anyway, I've got five minutes. I've got to run. But, you know, I really appreciate okay. coming on because, because – and I'd love to come on again, and I'd like to have you on my radio show. Because – and I don't mean to be – you know, Debbie Downer, uh, I don't mean to scare people, but they need to understand the facts of life. And they're not they're not getting it, you know, on Fox News and Sean Hannity and places like that. They're not getting it even from Rush. And, and I love Russia and I wish him well. But no one understands Washington as well as I understand it. I've lived it. I've been fighting this deep state for many, many years, and I understand how it works uh, you know, it's ironic. I'm not a big fan of Roger Stone. I've had to sue him many times for defaming my client, Jerry Corsi, and me. But he had a T-shirt which said, Roger Stone is, did no wrong, right? I mean, he did. He was convicted of right. lying to Congress and, and obstruction of justice and threatening witnesses. But I was thinking of having a T-shirt. Larry Clayman, you know, tongue-in-cheek is always right. Because I've lived it. I I know what it's about. And the American people need to wake up right now before it's too late. And, and I hope that you will read my book. I'm not going to make money off of this. Uh, you can get it at Amazon.com. You can, if you donate over $50 to Freedom Watch at freedomwatchusa.org, we'll send you one for free. But read it and digest it and read the Declaration of Independence. we got to go back to square one. We can save the country. God is with us as he was with our yeah. founding fathers if we
0: help ourselves. Yeah.
2: A- Amen. Amen. Larry, I love having you as a guest. Let's get you back very soon. Uh, I love your insight. I love your knowledge. I love your life experience. And uh, really just a a genuine and authentic dude. So thank you for coming on.
6: Thank you, brother. Look forward to it. God bless you.
2: All right, man. I'll talk to you soon.
6: You too. Uh,
2: I want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us right now, uh, we have the president of We the People Convention in Ohio's Portage County Tea Party, Tom Ziwas I'm trying to pronounce it, Tom Zewisatowski, how do I pronounce it? Sorry.
7: It, Rory, it's all syllabolic, Towski. just like it's spelled out, but you can call me Tom Z. Okay, Tom Z, perfect. No, I
2: love the last name, though, very, very unique, very creative. Um, but, man, what is that, Italian? You're Italian, right?
7: well i'm not totally polish i'm part irish and german so my sisters are colleen and patty my mother's shirley so you know but it is a polish name it's actually a very common polish name like smith is in the united states if you go to cemeteries in warsaw and krakow in poland you'll see lots of zawastowskis it's a very common name
2: i love it i love it man well welcome to the show uh really happy to have you here uh first and foremost uh you, you've, uh, you've had quite the career. You have a very impressive resume. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
7: Well, you know, I, I'm just a guy from Ohio for the most part, been in business for 42 years, run a small family-owned communications company. And about 10, 11 years ago, I, I got tied up into the Tea Party movement. And um, what brought me into the Tea Party movement was back then after President Obama had been elected, Uh, And, you know, we had wished him well and hoped he was going to be a great president, but then we found out literally within days of him becoming president that he was a communist. Um, What uh, got me into the Tea Party movement, after I'd done nothing political my entire life, was uh, with the car bailouts, because President Obama, you know, went after the bondholders for the car companies and and invalidated their contracts and literally named them personally and, and like called them out like they were these horrible people for having actual legal contracts that have provided them with, you know, some protection in the event of a bankruptcy. And it occurred to me as a businessman that if the president of the United States is going to go around invalidating business contracts. We don't have much of a country and we sure as hell don't have the rule of law. So I got involved with the tea party movement and that's where the Portage County tea party comes from. Uh, you know, that, that's my founding group. And uh, I became eventually the president of the Ohio Liberty Coalition, which is kind of unique in the Tea Party movement. Most, uh, in most Tea Party groups are very independent. You know, they don't coordinate at all. They don't really know what each other are doing. But in Ohio, we actually formed a statewide organization to try to coordinate our efforts so we could be more effective. And I was the president of the Ohio Liberty Coalition, And that's when uh, President Obama and I got to know each other real well because he targeted me personally in our organization with the IRS when he was trying to win re-election in 2012 after we had taken the House from him in 2010 by electing 64 House members. So, you know, basically I spent six years working with Jordan Sekulow and Jay Sekulow at the ACLJ fighting the IRS in court, which we beat them twice. Uh, we won $3.2 million in a settlement in the second suit that was, uh, you know, filed that was called the NorCal case. And so then uh, I, I got, you know, I, I kept working in Ohio and nationally. And, and in 2016, you know, our organization, the We the People Convention, which started out exactly as that, a convention. We decided that we needed to have a statewide convention for people to come and hear speakers and get trained and learn about all the things that Larry Clayman was just telling you guys about, which was a, fascinating interview. What a great interview you had with Larry. And um, and that's what we were trying to learn. And so in 2016, our own governor, John Kasich, who was the biggest never Trumper Trump hater in the country, probably, uh, he was our governor in 2016. And we were literally fighting our own Republican Party to try to elect Trump here in Ohio. And the We the People Convention partnered with the NRA and managed to elect Trump uh, in 2016. And then again here in 2020, so now we're fighting like hell to, to get him reelected again because, as Larry Klayman said, um, everything's on the line. There will be no United States. If Joe, if Joe Biden becomes president, okay, uh, Rudy, if, if, if Rory, if Joe Biden becomes president, he will not be president of the United States. He will be president of some global socialist, communist entity with open borders, yep. no electoral college, no constitution, no states' rights, no First or Second Amendment. Um, you know, just it, there it, there will be no United States of America if Joe Biden becomes president of whatever that's going to be that he'll be president of.
2: I mean, they'll change the entire system. I mean, we won't even – we will be Venezuela. We will be Greece. We will be the worst sort of communist, socialist agenda ideology that you could ever even think of. I mean, it, it would get so bad. I mean, people, you know, are already losing their businesses. I mean, I I read a, I read an article the other, the other day that 60%, six zero of small businesses are closing for good because of this pandemic. I mean, America. And I said earlier in my show, the backbone of this country is small businesses without them. I mean, we, we don't, you know, we're, we're useless. I mean, the large corporations are great, but you know yeah. what I mean. I mean, it, it's really the economy. It's Rora, scary right now.
7: Rory, you're hitting on a very important topic. So, what is this really? Because you know, you got to tie in the code I'll tell you what it is. Together. I'll tell you what my
2: I'll tell you what my theory yeah. is. They want the very rich, and they want the very poor. They want to, They want to control the very poor, and they want the very rich so they can get all that money from.
7: Very so that's what this is. This is a international war on capitalism. That's exactly right, and it's being waged by the Chinese government, who's funding it with our money. And so, you know, this is what the American people do not understand. You know, this whole thing. I mean, you know, and I know Larry didn't have a lot of good things to say about Fox, but if you go to WeThePeopleConvention dot our website, look at the video that Tucker Carlson showed about that Chinese professor talking about how they owned our entire political class until Trump came along, okay? This is all World War III. We are fighting World War III right now, and the goal is to wipe out the United States of America and capitalism because they want a socialism that is really exactly as you said, Rory. It's, it's big tech controlling everyone's information, where they are, what they can do. And, and basically, you know, this small group of people at the top and everybody else is just, you know, lucky to have the life that they allow you to have. It's very frightening and the time to stop it is literally right now, literally in the next couple weeks.
2: It's true. I mean, look at everything we have on the line. I mean, look at, look at everything we're, we're facing at this point. I mean it's absolutely insanity.
7: Larry was telling you we have no courts. Larry was telling you we have no courts. We we have we have no government. Literally the constitution is shredded. It's in shambles. It doesn't exist. Well you know what that is? That's the definition of what martial law is. When you look at martial law, that's when you have martial law, like in the Civil War, when Lincoln declared martial law. Because the courts and the regular systems of government could not function normally. Well, our system of government has been functioning normally for quite a long time. But really, this summer, when you've got literally communist agents in Antifa and BLM, and don't don't believe yeah. me, go to Convention.org and look. BLM is funded by China. Okay. They're literally Chinese troops on the ground in the U.S. in Seattle and Portland and other cities. You've got that kind of insurrection. What we're calling for at the We the People convention to have President Trump declare martial law, so that we can have the military oversee a fair election for all federal candidates yeah. that would be done on paper ballots, and you know, and, and no computers. You know, everyone has to show up in person. They have to have a photo ID. They have to be registered. Both parties get to watch. You count them by hand. At the end of the night, you know who won. That's the only way we're going to reestablish something in our Constitution that we can build on. And that's what we're proposing. But I'll tell you, Larry's probably closer to the reality. He mentioned the Insurrection Act. And and we've got so many criminals running around in the FBI and the DOJ and, and, and all these courts. You know, I'm not sure we can even do the, the simple thing I'm saying with martial law. He, Trump may have to declare the Insurrection Act and have military tribunals to go after these people. And I know your listeners are saying, wow, you guys sound like you're nuts. Wake up like Larry said. This is real. This is literally real. The world you've grown up in your whole life is about to disappear in a way you can't even imagine.
2: I agree. I agree. And here, here, here's my whole theory on this. How the hell can we get him to call martial law, I mean, without him getting so much backlash? Because I know that's like, that's like hitting the, the fire alarm. I mean, that's like the last step and the last card in the deck. But right. what, what, so the, Rory, how, how would you go know about
7: that? Here's, here's the deal. I've been doing this for 11 years. I know, I know, like Larry does, how this works. Politics is a game of power, not influence. Does the left ever give a crap that we scream and shout that that's nuts, that they're going to put men in women's restrooms? No, they don't give a damn what we think. They force (laughs) it on our (laughs) throats and do it. So Trump means that he doesn't care what – he shouldn't care what the media says, he shouldn't care what Republicans say, he shouldn't care what Democrats say, he shouldn't care what anybody says except for we the people, because it's his legal ability to declare martial law under the Constitution – and he needs to do what Lincoln did, and he needs to save our union. He needs to take extraordinary action and fulfill his oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution by declaring martial law. And it doesn't matter what the hell anybody thinks because we're <laughs> under attack by the Chinese. I agree.
2: I agree with you, man. And now you have the voice for radio. I know. I, lo- I, love, I love your insight. No, I agree but what I'm wondering is when is he going to do it? And, and, I mean, what are you thinking? How much longer
7: do you think he's going to wait until he pushes the button? Well, there's a couple things going on, and this is what's been so hard with this you know, thing we're doing. So at WeThePeopleConvention.org, you can see the full-page ad that we took in the, New York, in the uh, Washington Times newspaper asking for President Trump to declare martial law and comparing him to Lincoln. And you'll also have to go to WeThePeopleConvention.org. There's a petition menu. If you click that, you can sign the petition. We have 75,000 people who signed the petition already that we want to get to 100,000 and present it to the president. Now, timing is important. And and right now, I understand that on the 18th, that's this Friday, uh, Radcliffe, the DNI, under this executive order that Trump signed in 2018 about foreign interference in elections, has to – File this report. He has 45 days from the end of the election to file this report and recommend action. And I think that the stuff that's going on with Sidney Powell and with the Dominion, you know, software and some of the stuff that they're finding, that they're going to figure out that there's been foreign interference in this election. And I think that could give Trump the window to basically take take it on to declare martial law and say we have evidence that this election was tampered with by foreign entities. And and so we're going to have the military, you know, seize the machines, we're going to, and we're going to have a revote, and we're, going to, and we're going to start to, you know, fight this fight. Now, I hope that's what happens. We're going to try to influence in that. I ask the people who listen to your show, I want you to contact the White House. Go to whitehouse.gov slash contacts. And when you go to that, whitehouse.gov slash contacts, there's a little pull-out window that says, you know, message the president, and you can tell him what you want to say and say – I demand that you protect my vote and use martial law to use the military to have a new free and fair federal election so we can know who really won. That's what I want you to do. I want you to light up his email at the White House and say, We want this. Because the left thinks, they, they keep saying there's nothing to see. There's no cheating. Biden won, right? Glory by 10 million votes. So what are you afraid of? Why not have a revote? What are you, what are you afraid of? The answer is they know they cheated. They know they cheated. It's it's like, it's like, you know, the the judge that didn't want a forensic report released in Michigan, right? You know, why not? If if you were, if this was real, if you guys had actually won, you would have hauled out the machines the week of the election. You would have said, Hey ma'am, you know, take a look. Here's the machines. You would not have kept people from looking at the ballots all of this stuff that they've done in Georgia, you know, and and the trucks from from New York going into Pennsylvania. So guess what? They're literally, they cheated. They're looking you in the face. They said, yes, we did try to stop us. That's what they're doing. That's why the courts won't take it. So what Trump has to do is he has to be Trump. And he's got to be like Lincoln and preserve the union. And at the same time in our ad, Rory, we said, you, we want you to use the military to have this free and fair election on paper ballots, but you got to agree that whoever wins is the winner. So that's Trump being like Washington, right? Because Washington, after the Revolutionary War, they wanted to make him king. But he said, no, no, this is a republic. The people will vote. So we're asking Donald Trump to, to use martial law not to install himself as a dictator, but to, to save the union and to have a fair election, so then we can start to use our regular laws, you know, to go after you know, the the criminals who who did the fraud in the election. So we can have special. How do you like Sidney Powell, as your special counsel looking into voter fraud? Wouldn't that be fun for a couple of years? That would be a blast. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Or or a Lynn Wood, or a, or one of these real, or, or a Larry Clayman. I want you know, I want I want the real deal kind of people. Yep. You know really going after these swamp creatures, because it, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. I mean, it, it's a disgusting thing that um, we, we have to – we, we've dealt with for so many years, and it's, it's like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't end. It does not
7: end. Well, Rory, I, mean, Rory, just... I saw, I saw a, a video by Donessa Souza, and if you guys go on YouTube and look, Donessa Souza, he was in Oklahoma speaking at this church about three weeks ago, and he's talking to this church. And he said, here's what you've got to understand. The left knows that you will not do to them what they will do to you. And until you are strong enough to be able to do to them what they will do to you, they will not stop. That's the fine line. They take advantage of our goodness. They take advantage of the fact that we believe in the law. And so these ideas like Trump's going to run in 2024, we'll get him in 2022, we're going to win in Georgia, no way. Are you kidding me? You're never going to win crap. If we let this happen right now, it's done. You're going to have 10 million illegal immigrants coming across the border within weeks who are all going to get the right to vote. The election machines will be like Venezuela. Come on, wake up and smell the coffee. These are commies. You know what commies do? They kill millions of people. And the first ones they're going to kill are, the, are these aggrieved groups they've used, like the gays and the trans people and the blacks and everybody else. They're going to be the first ones they abuse. because that's the history of communism. Wake up. Read a book. It's true. It's, it's, true. it's absolutely true. I...
2: I love your personality. I, I love your insight. Uh, you have, you, you're on top of things. You know exactly what's going on. Let's get you back here very soon. Let's even make you a weekly regular. Uh, I definitely want to talk to you a lot more. Uh, I do have to get to the next guest, though. But, man, uh, really an honor having you on. And uh, like I said, let's, let's try and get you back next week. Uh, tell everybody where they can
7: find you and connect with you, though. Right. Go to wethepeopleconvention.org. My email's right there on the page. Our phone number's there. But sign the petition. And contact the White House, folks. We've got to get Trump to act to save the union right now. Thanks, Rory. Appreciate you having me on. I really appreciate it.
2: All right. We're going to get you back soon, man. Thank you so much.
7: Okay. Take care. Bye-bye.
2: All right. Bye. Uh, I do want to go to a quick commercial. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back. This is the Rory Sodder Show. Listen to in 25 countries on 70 online platforms. Episode 290 tonight. Can't believe it. Time does fly. Almost about three years of doing this now. Stay with us.
1: TGI
4: Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street foods. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday's, the home of endless apps Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close.
2: Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website getyourappbuilt.com for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Soder from the Rory Soder Show. Please visit the Donald J. Trump for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here, right in the USA. Use Mega 45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit the TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Packaging.
1: I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix.
8: Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking.
1: Chantix reduced my urge to smoke.
2: Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution
8: when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea.
1: I can't tell you how good
8: it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial.
2: And we are back. The Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to it, 25 countries, on 70 online platforms. It's a beautiful night coming to you live from Palm Springs, California. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. I want to make sure, give me a second, everybody. Um, Let's make sure that I have this all. Let's
0: see here.
2: Making sure. I believe we have with us right now, we have the President of the Republican Club in New York City, Ian Walsh, with us. Ian Walsh Riley. Ian, are you with us?
9: I'm here, Rory. Thank you for having me.
2: Absolutely. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you with us, man. Your first time on the show. Um, obviously, you uh, are doing quite a bit, quite a few big things. Uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of good stuff going on in your life, and uh, impressive resume. And uh, you've, you've endured and encountered some things lately that are quite disturbing, from what I understand. It Wasn't uh, the Republican Club in New York City, it was vandalized or
9: something, right? Yes, exactly. So I'm the president of the Metropolitan Republican Club, which is over 120 years old. Um, it's existed in its location on the Upper East Side of New York for since 1930. Um, and we've basically been helping to keep the Republican Party alive uh, in New York City, which I can tell you is not an easy thing to do uh, in this liberal city. But, yes, so on December 3rd, uh, the night that we were going to hold our uh, annual Hanukkah and Christmas party, in the wee hours of the morning at about 2 a.m., our club was attacked and vandalized by Antifa. Uh, they had sprayed uh, different uh, things on the on the doors. They wrote, you're canceled. On the wall of the club, uh, the facade, I should say, they sprayed ACAB. We all know what that means. They put up some of their symbols, the A for anarchy, and some things that are supposed to mean something about being anti-fascist, but we all know that they are the fascists. And they left pre-made body bags that were supposed to symbolize uh, either the victims of COVID-19 or some believe also possibly uh, victims of police brutality, some nonsense like that. So um, we've luckily had a lot of help from the uh, NYPE in, in pursuing this investigation. But it was four individuals at about 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh, we believe they're Antifa, and uh, they staked us out. And this was actually the second time that they had attacked us. But um, you know, we stand defiant. We went forward with our event that evening, uh, and we were not cowed or stopped.
1: Jesus, man, that
2: sounds extremely intense. And you know, I, I, the, the attacks and the, the the animosity that the left has for us, and just the the back and forth and the, and the, the hatred, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's really something I, we have not seen um, a a divide like this in a long time. And, and, you know, the city of New York is in a lot of trouble. Um, Right. You know, things are, things are sad. I mean, um, yeah, you guys just shut down outdoor dining again, you know, just like they did here in California, you know, uh, they're letting Antifa and all these big groups go out and, do whatever they want and they don't say shit about wearing a mask, but if a Republican does it then all hell breaks loose and it's headline news. I mean,
9: just so much going on at once, man. Well, and many people believe that our location may have been confused uh, by Antifa because um, the same night that we were going to have our social, uh, another club in New York City, the uh, Young Republicans, were going to have their gala, which ended up in New Jersey um, uh, I guess to get away from. Uh, New York's laws, and they had their uh, gala there, and some people feel that we were sort of uh, the target for that because some people thought that since they had lost their venue that we would be giving them cover and allowing them to have it at the Met Club, which we were never um, asked to do. I will say that it is a very dangerous time. Uh, you are correct. It does appear that – We're dealing with the foot soldiers of people who do not want any sort of opposing argument or view or ideology to exist. They want complete and total control. And I think that over the summer, when you had the uh, BLM marches and and the rest of it happen, such an overwhelming uh, privilege was given to one sect, one ideology, one belief system that – the Democrats and their uh, their foot soldiers, I don't think you can call it anything else, were allowed to do whatever they wanted. They could violate any restrictions when it came to social gatherings. We, we had adhered to social gatherings and kept our gatherings to a low number. Um, but you can go out and, and you can protest as BLM or attack people as Antifa, whichever you prefer, and you're allowed to get away with it. And like you brought up, yes, here in New York City, we're, on Monday we closed once again, the indoor uh, restaurant. And we're going to have, a, uh, apparently, a bad snowstorm. So now they're going to, starting
10: tomorrow, and allow
9: uh, the outdoor dining as well. Um, so it's just a very sad time for New York City. Um, you ha- it's, it shows, I think, where you are in California, where we are in New York, what one party rule and the wrong party uh, it does to, to society and to uh, culture. Yeah. And, and what
2: drives me nuts is that like the, you know, and I talked about this earlier on my show, but you know, various States have their own, they can make their own laws. I mean, and it's all partisan bullshit. We, we see the red States that are pretty much open and then we see blue States that are not open. I mean, it's like, it, it's not even about doing what's right for humanity. I mean, the, the, you know, it's, it's about dividing people with politics and, you know, playing that game. I mean, that that's really what it's about. And it's, I wish that I wish there was something more federal. You know, I I wish these governors and these officials in these states didn't get to didn't get to dictate every single thing. You know, I mean, it it, it gets a little crazy. I mean, Trump has tried to obviously interfere and and do what's right for some of these states that are getting treated badly. But these governors just overpower him and just, you know, they just want to be oppositional and want to be stubborn.
9: Right, and I'm all for states' rights, but when it comes to our constitutional rights, it's the federal government that should have uh, the ability to step in and and intervene. And I think this is one of those situations where that should be happening. I would also like to say that I think within, yes, you have the red states that are open and the blue states that have closed and seem to want to strangle their economies um, and then send their Antifa or whomever else after people who stand in opposition to that nonsense. And uh, that is, it's, it's a story that's not getting a lot of play. We haven't gotten a lot of news coverage out of what happened at the Metropolitan Republican Club. I've not been contacted in any way by any of the local uh, officials, no city council members, no state senators, no assembly member. Um, but as I said to the police, um, you know, these, these Democrats are never going to come out and criticize their voters. And it's their voters who did this to the Metropolitan Republican Club.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's, it's atrocious. It's atrocious. It really is. And, you know, and and that's the thing about these Democrat cities, too. I mean, they're allowing all these menaces, all these angry, far left people get away with any crime they want. And a lot of times they'll bail them out. And that's what we've come to. I mean, you know, it's, it's really a disgusting time.
9: Well, it's what they're counting on with a Biden presidency, that he will bail out New York City. I think everyone knows yeah. that that's what de Blasio is waiting for. No, it's so
2: true. It's so true. You know, uh, I love having you with us. Um, uh, Ian, I want to get you back here soon. Uh, tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can get involved, all that good stuff.
9: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, you can catch us at uh, our website, which is www. Uh We're very active on social, so you can find us there on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Uh, uh, we do virtual events where we interview people. This is how we've sort of made it through the pandemic as well. Um, and thank you so much, Rory, for having me on tonight to discuss this.
2: Absolutely. We'll get you back here soon, buddy. We'll, ta- we'll talk a lot more.
9: Thank you so much. Have a good
2: night. You too. Take care. Um, I want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us, we have Kennedy Limo, uh, dr- driver expert, also historian, uh, Nick Sia. Nick, what's up, man? What's on your mind?
11: Well, I'll tell you. When I listen to your opening sequence of the the wonderful, you know, Trump inauguration, when you really think about it, you know, historically, you know, he was, he did every single thing that he said. You know, now now it's retrospect. You know, before it was, yeah, right, he's going to do it. Cause we all knew he was going to do it, but he actually did it. So now what we have now. We have a probably Biden getting in there, and we see what's happening, what he's going to what, he, what he's going to do to to the Iran deal, which the four peace deals that Trump made is going to go down the tubes because they can't stand Iran. These are the enemies, and and what he's going to you know friends with China, of course, you know you had all the big wigs take take out the uh, the thing on the Hunter, Hunter Biden deal, now that's all coming out true. So we're going to have historically, we're going to see everything that your callers yourself that you said in the opening and everything else is all actually going to come true again of what, of what's going to happen to our country. I truly believe that.
2: I mean, it, it's, it's a time where, I mean, I mean, what, what, do we do? I mean, they have the nerve, they have the balls to steal an election from us. I can't think of anything else but to overthrow the government. I mean, they want I mean, you, you can't do anything dirtier than steal an election, no. and and no. and you get million you get millions of angry patriots. They're not going to be able to stop us if we get angry enough no. and we're out there. I mean, this is not this is going to get really dirty. I'm just saying this is, and this is gonna there's going to be a lot of fighting between both sides. I can already see it happening. It already is happening, but it's only going to get worse.
11: The culprit really probably will never know this for sure. But the culprit, this may sound crazy and lunatic and all that, is really the CIA because there was a study done. Someone actually found out that many years ago there's a lot of journalists, so-called journalists, on the payroll for the CIA. And they took a bunch of – you've seen it. They took a bunch of news clips, and every station across the entire country, the newscasters were saying the exact same words. And this is what's happened here. If you look at everything, you know, there's no Trump collusion. I mean, everything they were saying the same thing. So this is probably really deep state. They wanted Trump out so bad, and you know, it looks like they may they may have done it.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough to think about. It, it's hard to stomach. And you know, you know he, you know, all this time they were behind the scenes. That you know, for months and even I would say even over a year. You know, trying to get all this technology fixed and rigged and, you know, you know, mastering the whole mail-in ballot thing. I mean, they, they plan this thing and and I have no doubt in my mind that this whole China thing, this whole China Uh thing was absolute, was absolutely, absolutely a setup because look at all the Democrats that are owned by China and look at all the Democrats that can't stand Trump. They tried, they tried everything to destroy him. What was the last thing that they could have done? Go after the economy.
6: Uh Yep, yeah, yeah, now we, sure the,
3: did. we sure did. Yeah. It's it's insane. It re,
1: it's well, it's one of those things. things
11: Roy when when Trump gets out of office, if he, let's say he gets out. When he gets out, he's going to be very powerful because he's going to do exactly what the Obama what Obama did, the he's going to criticize every move that goes against what he fixed. Okay? And he's going to be on He's already a TV legend, He's already a TV star. So however he does it, he's going to have about what? I think he's got eight Secret Service agents assigned to him when he leaves. He's got his compound taken care of. So he's going to, he's going to live as an ex-president, but whether well, he'll run again, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think he will, but, um, but he's going to be very powerful. His, his uh, voice is going to be out there. He's got, what, 73 million people, 74 million people, probably more. That you know did not did not yeah. want to see and what yeah and what he, what they did to him right after he got elected the riots in the streets and everything what they did to him I hope somebody tear I hope that the Republicans tear up Joe Biden's State of the Union address in front of him the way Nancy Pelosi tore that up right after he said this country will never become a socialist nation. And she tore right. that same speech up behind him. Now there was a few Democrats that that got up and 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 I want you look at the camera to go back on it. There was a couple that stood up there, but the women in white and you know the Talibs and the AOCs and the, you know all those those garbage people from garbage countries, which he's yeah. smelly feminists, smelly uh, feminists, yeah, yeah.
2: The, the, the smelly quats. Yep. yeah, I can't stand them. God damn, we haven't the heard F- the F- last
11: F- from Donald J. Trump. That's what I I'll tell you. W- you know, what do
2: you think about? I mean do you think they're going to try to prosecute him who knows I mean there's rumors about that I think that. they will I, mean, I think
11: they're to, I think I think they're going to go after him with a vengeance the New York state uh they're going to open up his uh, tax returns they'll probably find that he undervalued something I mean everybody does that. you don't know, want who wants to pay taxes I mean nobody especially when the government throws away our money And gives it to people like Iran. You know, look what Obama did when he gave those billions of dollars in cash away in in two or three different currencies on wood pallets, flown in the middle of the night. Nobody cared. Nobody cares. You know, if Trump did that, oh lord,
2: all hell would break loose. All hell would break loose.
11: Nick, Nick, to answer your question, I think they're gonna they're gonna go after him. I think they will.
2: No, I agree. I agree. I agree. There's a vengeance. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, stay with us. Uh, everybody can find you all over uh, social media. Where's the best place to connect with you? Uh, well, I'm I'm
11: on Kennedy Limo at Twitter, and I'm on uh, JFK35.com, which is my uh, – I'm a Republican, of course, but there's no party line with Kennedy. This was a hobby turned into a business. I do large right. casinos. I go into a casino and do a Kennedy exhibit.
2: I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. And if Kennedy right. were alive right. today, he would he, – if, if Kennedy were alive today, he'd absolutely be a Trump supporter, no doubt about well, it. Well,
11: I have bl- I have blogged about that. You know, Kennedy, Kennedy was for less taxes. Kennedy was for tax cut. JFK was for prayer in schools. You know, he was for a right. strong border. Ab- abortion, the funny thing, you won't find anything on Kennedy about abortion. The subject never right. came up in the three years he was in office. But having, having two true. babies died – he died, you know, prematurely there uh, in the White House. There, people don't really remember that. And Robert Kennedy, Robert Kennedy would probably be be uh, livid with having 11 children and and his, and his uh, cousin or what he calls nephew, the Joseph Kennedy, the third. What a joke! I'm so glad he lost. You know, he told that Democratic <laughs> yeah, line. I mean, I was writing oh, yeah. on his site so much, blogging him.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that soy boy. Yeah. He, he, gave the, he definitely, Joe the, the Ginger, definitely gave the Kennedys a yeah. bad name. Uh, but, but, Nick, stay with us. Uh, I do want to introduce to the show right now. I believe he's with us. I want to make sure uh, we, have, we have Mega Marine activist, Dr. Cordy Williams, good friend of the show. How are you, buddy? Welcome back. What's going on?
12: Doing great, Rory. How are you tonight?
2: I'm doing very well, man. It's really good to have you here um obviously you're doing a lot of big things thank you thank you you were just in washington dc you've been all over the country uh you've been in arizona you've been in all these different battleground states um i think i I think you were in nevada too i mean you're everywhere i follow all all your videos your social media give us the 411 give us the update what's what's the latest
12: well you know i was listening a little bit of the show as i'm smoking a fine Marine Corps cigar with my friend, Colonel Jeff Powers, who wrote that letter to the NFL commissioner, who's a moron that feels like it's a great idea to kneel. Um, I guess people are kneeling because they want to sniff small kids or uh, children's hair like sleepy Joe. I don't know. But um, you know, I noticed, you know, before I came on, you guys are already acting like sleepy Joe's walking into the white house. But I think everybody forgot that we got the president with the biggest set of testicles in U S history, probably. And, um, I, I don't think he's going to back down so easy and hopefully he'll get about 10 fire teams of Marines around the white house and do a Tony Montana thing and put his middle fingers up at the,
0: uh, the establishment
12: <laughs> like, uh, like that, uh, piece of trash or POS, um, Mitch McConnell, who's a backstabbing Judas, um, and his, his, uh, his little partner or friend, Mitt Romney, who never did anything for this country except steal from it, um, But, yeah, we're going around the country because we're really talking about freedom and patriotism because I think the uh, probably the 20 million people that voted for Sleepy Joe, um, because we know the 70 million that they recorded added on to that were either dead or made up or, um, you know, penciled in. Um, All those people that supposedly voted for Sleepy Joe, um, they're in the dark about what it's like to be like in Romania and wait in line for your food and ask – people like Adolf Newsom or that moron that has nipple rings in New York um, for food. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to do that.
2: So No, I hear you. And I agree. I agree and you know bread breadcrumb lines. I mean, I mean we, we don't want to go into Venezuela territory. I mean, this is, you know, they really want and I, like I talked about earlier in my show, they want the very rich that they can take money from and then they want the poor that they can control. They don't want the middle class in existence.
12: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that, and that's, you know, that's very clear because all this, this whole COVID scam, is just conditioning for that, um, for the the elite agenda. Um, you know, even if you look at the Bush establishment, you look at Prescott Bush, um, you look at all the all the facts and the data that's out there about, you know, what the what the the Bushes did uh, with the Nazis early on. Um, and then fast forward to what's going on now with this masking and this whole facial condom thing. Um, and then we want to force vaccinate people. Um, and, you know, the whole narrative in the media, we're, we're in the book burning days of World War Two right now uh, with what's going on with the media. When when there's a narrative and this is what I always say, my friends on the left, but I don't have friends on the left. But the people on the left that are blinded that are totally gaslit on all everything that's going on that you and I, Rory are going to be protecting when they come for their kids with our guns, because they're going to have their head between their, their legs, probably wetting their panties. Um, those guys that we're going to be protecting, you know, it's, it's fascinating how gaslit they are on the fact if they can kill our narrative, Rory and our voice, it's only a matter of time before they kill theirs. And that's the total absence of freedom. Because our politicians have sold out their country at the highest levels. And I'm sickened by, you know, I was at the uh, Vietnam Memorial on Sunday. And I was doing a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live. And I was in tears looking at all the names. And I thought about guys who have made it their career to sell out their country. How ashamed Sleepy Joe at one point had a moral fiber in his body, probably when he was a spermacite. Or maybe when he was three years old and he was on a tricycle somewhere, tripping over himself and forgetting his own name. When he was three years old, though, um, at some point, he had a moral fiber in his body. And then it left him and he sold out his country for money and greed. And he's a filthy slime bag. And, you know, I got a letter um, from a lady today. Uh, I think it was 31E-24E. She gave me the number on the Vietnam Memorial of her father that she never saw that died when she was 26 months old in Vietnam, never met the guy. She never got to meet her father. And she wrote me this wow. letter and I was literally in tears reading it and thanking me for just like explaining to people how many veterans out there, how many people like Colonel Powers that I'm sitting next to, two-star generals, O6s, colonels, corporals that gave their life saw their friends mutilated saw guys get their arms blown off on an IED and and basically everybody's urinating these politicians are urinating on the memory of dead soldiers at Arlington and on the Vietnam Memorial and it sickens me it's disgusting
2: no I hear you I hear you and and tell us like the environment you know and just kind of the the scene of, of, of D.C. this past weekend? I know you were there.
12: Well, people are pissed off, man. People are pissed off, and um, I, I think a lot of people are dejected. And what I want to say to your viewers that in the face of tyranny, the only thing that a good patriot can do is resist by whatever means possible. So, you know, it, it, of course, we have real peaceful protests, and then those idiot Antifa guys were trying to, you know, go after – you know, women and, and, and old guys, you know, cause the real tough guys right now in the world are behind computer screens and they also go after, you know, 70 year old women and old men when they're walking to their car by themselves. But it was funny because a couple of Antifa people got, you know, their, their skulls cracked open um, this weekend and maybe, maybe they got taught a lesson about not being a coward and not being a worthless lineback. Um, but you, you know, the scene was great. There wasn't the turnout that there was a month ago. Um, you know, that turnout wasn't there because I think some people are dejected and they're, you know, they're being kind of gaslit by the fake news that's out there. People like, you know, Cuomo's bu- brother Frodo and Don Lime or Lemon or whatever bitter fruit he's named after. Um, and, you know, um, you know, they're being gaslit. They just have to understand that if we don't win this election now and this election doesn't stand, Roy, we're never going to win one again, and, and who knows if three years from now you'll even have a show, in my opinion. I, I mean, I'm seriously – like, serious, that's the way I feel about this whole thing, and I'm not alone from a patriot, conservative, constitutional standpoint, like what guys like you and I believe. People out there, that's what they're saying. People are, people are deathly afraid of where the country's going and where their freedoms are going.
2: It's almost, dude, it's like, it's like people are zombies out there. People are not okay. I mean, it's like the media has done this amazing job of fear-mongering. And, I mean, people, you know, scared to get close to each other in grocery stores. You've got other groups that are pissed off about the election. I mean, you've got such a wide variety of different personalities and, and emotions flowing. I mean, people are just all over the place. I mean, I've never seen this country so unstable. I mean, it's out of control. Well, you know, I think the disconcerting thing to me is
12: the lack of independent thought, the lack of intellectual thought for people to, like, really think for themselves. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got a a population of people that literally, I mean, I think if they would have come out and said, you know what, wear a thong, a dirty thong over your nose and your mouth and sniff it (laughs) for the rest of your life, and that'll prevent the coronavirus. There's a huge segment of people that would do that. You know? Oh, absolutely. There's a huge segment of people that would do that. Yeah,
2: very gullible.
12: Uh, A hundred percent, right? Like the idea that we would think a piece of paper or cloth would prevent a virus or would even be needed when God gave us this incredible thing called the immune system. And we would wear this thing around and just like accept it, even though the CDC – and the WHO came out against
10: masks.
12: And Master Splinter himself, that rodent-looking son of a gun, Fauci, the total moron, an idiot, like that idiot and moron. I can't say that enough. There's other expletives I could say, but I know we're on radio, so I won't. That moron came out and, and flip-flopped on the issue a million different times. And yet this guy's on Time, Time Magazine. He talked to Dr. Judy Mykovich, who's a good friend of mine, and she raves and raves about how corrupt this guy is, how corrupt he is. I mean, between him and, you know, Sleepy Joe, I don't know who's done more to damage humanity and damage their country than that rodent-looking son of a gun.
2: I agree. No, I, agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. And what, uh, Cordy, tell us some of the stuff you got coming up. What are you, What are you working on? What's... I know you're on tour a lot. I know there's some big things that are in the mix, and I know you, we've got a lot of obviously big news probably coming out in the next couple days or early next week. But, um, yeah, give us give us a scoop.
12: Well, we're not going to stop. My organization, 1776 Forever Free, you know, we just got our 501c3 status. We're going to be becoming a pack. I've got people like Colonel Powers on my advisory board. We're going to be adding other people um, like Matt Couch, Matt Couch is a good friend of mine. Um, he, yeah, he's going to be at some point. We're, we're talking to some generals, um, things of that nature, to get them at it as well. Um, and honestly, Rory, we're doing, we're doing constitutional classes. Um, I've got mm-hmm. a talk that I'm doing in El Cajon uh, for a business because they're not going to be like some of the other businesses that are laying down, like weak sisters, as we yeah. call it in the Marine Corps. They're going to fight to keep their business alive. So I'll be doing that on Saturday and Monday in El Cajon at it's, it, it's several different businesses. As far as what we're doing nationally, we're going to continue to partner with organizations. I'm talking to Pastor Greg Locke and Pastor Brian Gibson. We're probably going to be doing a big rally in either Texas or Nashville. And, man, we're going to keep moving the needle. We're not going to stop, stop fighting. And as far as the 501C4, our goal is to get guys like you and me, uh, Colonel Powers and, and teachers, and we want everybody that has a pulse and, and a red, white, and blue breath in their body to run for office. Because Soros is putting $1.1 billion into this fight, and if we don't start getting people from the top or from the bottom up, meaning people at the city councils and the mayorships, when the next COVID scam happens, um, everybody's going to lay down like they did on this one, and they're just going to continue to win elections. So we've got to influence the local governments because that's where we're going to win.
2: I agree. I agree 100%. Um, Cordy, let's get you back very soon. Tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can get involved, all that good stuff. Yeah, you can go to
12: 1776ForeverFree.com. Any merchandise you purchase there, we've got great shirts, hoodies, hats. All that stuff goes towards the foundation and the nonprofit to help us run this thing. Um, That's what we've been running it on. It's been a total bootstrap thing. Spent about eighty thousand dollars of my own money. My business partner spent thirty um, to kick this thing off because this is for our kids. I got a four year old and two year old, and I'll be damned if I'm going to see them grow up in socialism and communism. So we need your guys' help, but we need you to mobilize, learn your Constitution. You can do that on Thursday nights at six PM. You can register at seventeen seventy six forever free dot com and uh, learn your Second Amendment. If you don't know how to use a handgun, learn. If you don't know how to use a rifle, learn. Um, and then start thinking about what office you're going to run for. Because Patriots sitting at home
2: and watching Netflix, those
12: days are over. It's time to activate and mobilize.
2: I agree. Amen, amen, amen. Um, I love having you on, man. Let's get you back here in the next week or two. Uh, keep up the great fight. Keep up the great journey. God bless you, my friend.
12: All right. God bless you too, Rory. Semper
4: Fi.
2: All right. Thank you, buddy. Um, I want to welcome to the show Dr. and Pastor Rodney Evans. Rodney, how are you?
4: I'm doing good, friend. How are you doing today?
2: Uh, doing well, you know, hanging in there. You know, uh, it's an in, like I said, it's a very interesting time, very weird time, too. What about it you? It is. Man? How
4: are you? I, oh, I'm doing okay. Are you, you know, you've had some really good people on tonight. And I'm just thinking about some people I've talked with. That they said the same thing. They said, "I don't know what it is, but something's
5: wrong." Yeah, it's like we, something's, know, something's in the air.
2: Like it's like I, I walk outside and it's like something's in the air. It's like something's in the air. I don't. And it, and obviously we know that <laughs> the, the corona's in the air, duh. But it's something more than that. It's like I don't know what it is. It's hard to describe.
4: It's almost nine eleven. Not not that kind. You know, somewhat like that because people knows that something's not right in our country. Um,
0: yeah,
4: I mean we all know you y'all touched on it. Everybody's touched on it. We all know. I call him Psycho Joe. We know he did not get eighty million votes. We we know that. There's nobody with common sense can say that he got that many votes. I would say he's in the maybe sixty million, low sixties. I would put Trump closer, even what he is, to eighty million. If I was we, we know there's something wrong, and I agree with a lot of what, you know, your your people you've had on today. Um, I've talked to some young people. They said if the Republicans don't do something, I'm not voting again. I voted for Trump this time. I won't vote again because my vote means nothing. Um, You know, what – I tweeted this out early tonight. uh Right before I went on the air with you, and what does this Stacey woman have on the governor in Georgia and the person That's over the elections know. in That's Georgia? What I want
2: to know because look, look at look at how often she was in the limelight. Look at how much they were so focused on her. It's like they gave it away that she was behind the scenes with something. I mean, there there was like blackmail or something because everybody tried Something's to say that she on. won that. Yeah, everybody tried to say she won that race, but she didn't. And I mean, there's, I think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but you make it, you bring up a good point.
4: Well, something's going on there because number one is, even yesterday when they done the electors, she was the one in the federal, you know, the federal government, the building there where they conduct everything. She was the one was doing everything. I mean, it's like the governor surrendered to her. The election board has surrendered to her. I mean, he's the one, uh, Kemp is the one who signed the papers to allow her to do the mass mail-in like she did without verification through the database. And then, again, we've got the Supreme Court that basically – I said it this way. I said the Democrats tore it up, tore the Constitution up, and the uh, Supreme Court – Just torched it They burn it up Because they had an obligation To put it back together But they didn't do it And I'm with this I mean you're hearing that uh, There was a tape that came out uh, Like a zoom call Where Biden had some talks With some people And he was telling them Do not talk about Funding the police right now Until after the 15th Until after January the 15th to after we uh, after the election in Georgia's over with, let's don't talk about defunding the police. So now we've got Joe Biden that wants to defund the police. He wants to take your your guns away from you. I guess he wants to do that so Black Lives Matter and and anybody else can come in to your house, take whatever they want, and do whatever they want to do to your family. I mean, that's the kind of thinking I get from him. I mean, he's, he wants to unite the country. How can someone that started this stuff with Obama unite a country when all they done was talk about how awful America was and how bad Christians were went overseas and give hate speeches about America and apologize, bowed bowed down to everyone, and think he's going to unite the people? I think it's kind of it, it's foolish of people. I'm seeing it on Twitter and Facebook. We need to unite. Well, no, I think the way you treated President Trump's the way that we should treat, Obama, Biden, with no respect, because we know he really didn't get put in. And I agree with everybody's saying the same thing: Biden will not be in there in no time. Harris will take over. We all yep. know it. He don't even he don't even yep. know what room he's in.
0: I mean, he I mean
2: can't, he can't even- he can't even count to four, and we all know why they pulled the twenty fifth amendment stunt it wasn't for trump it was for for them to get Biden out of there, so Kamala could take over
4: yeah and and i I agree i I had someone talk to me the other day and said, you know he could do martial law. They said that it's been used a couple of times, they said Bush did it. When Katrina went through because the governor didn't want him down there, but he he enacted it so he could go down there, I think that's what uh, they were telling me. so he can pinpoint it to these battleground states and said we're going to bring in the military, and we're going to take these election machines over, and we're going to see really what happened in this place. And something's got to happen. We can't just sweep this under the rug. The Republicans, I'm with everybody else. If something don't happen, I don't know when you'll have another Republican win office. I'm talking about from senators to Congress. They'll probably let a couple win, so it'll look like something. I don't know when we'll have another win. I and,
2: mean, again, yeah, that, and that and that's the problem. I mean, that's the real problem that we face as a nation because I mean, if they rigged, if they rigged it this time, the Democrats. They're going to rig it every other time too. They have it all figured out now. And Republicans – Well, this is what they're going to do. Here's the thing about Republicans though. We're not – we don't play as dirty. Democrats will get as dirty as possible. We're too much of lightweight, a lot of us, and we, you know, and we don't fight back hard enough. I mean obviously unless, unless you're Trump, no. but there's a lot of weak Republicans.
4: Trump's the only one who's got a spine. Yeah. The rest of them don't. Yeah, and it, I mean you might have a couple out there, but this is what they're going to do. If they, get, I mean, people I know, I've said it, I tweeted it. Why vote with the same, you know, uh, with the same people, the same people run the machines, the same uh, voting machine, But everybody in Georgia still needs to show up and vote, and not just sit back and take it. Because now if they get the Senate and they get the House, and If Biden gets in, I'm still believing some good things are going to happen here. and We're going to see a shift in a lot of this stuff. Um, But if Biden help us, if all that happens, um, they will do this mass mail out everywhere. Every state will be doing it, not verifying nothing. Uh, Anybody can vote. Uh, It don't matter if you're an American citizen or not, just send your ballot in. That's what they're up to. That's what they want to do. Yeah, but I don't know about true. you, but this is a, this is how I feel. I mean, you live in you know you live in a couple of places, but you know you're in California today. That's where you're doing your your program. That's where you got one home. Um, it's amazing how they want us to think that the majority of the people in America wants what California has, but now the a lot of people in California is trying to get their governor. Uh, thrown out and have a new election. I just it, it's it's crazy to think we went down this road. I just don't believe it. There's no way anybody can convince me of that. I they, and then we have these machines. I mean you were talking about tonight. They they 68, is it 68 point something or 65 point something error rate in each in that machine they had done the prisoners test on. Yeah,
2: I mean, oh, it's, that's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's 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 un it's unexplainable and it's unexcusable and it's I mean the the evidence but is right them. there and they
10: don't
2: yeah and the evidence is right in front of us but not, nothing happens nobody gets prosecuted it's appalling no. Rodney and um Rodney I'm gonna get you back here um in the next okay. couple episodes but but I want you to tell everybody where they can connect with you where they can find you all that good stuff.
4: Well, you can you can connect with me on Twitter and other places at Rodney Evans, just at Rodney Evans. Anything about my ministry, uh, YouTube videos, podcasts, You can go to RodneyEvansMinistries.org, and you can read anything over there. If you want to donate, you can. I take even though this stuff's going on right now, coronavirus. I take no salary from that. Any money comes in, just for ministry and to help people. I'm helping ministers. That may be having a difficult time or a little older ministers that got issues that just need some help. All the money comes yeah. in is used for that.
2: I love I love it, man. I love it. God, God bless your heart, man. Uh, stay with us till the end of the you, show. We've got, we got a few minutes left, man. Yeah, God bless you. Thank you. Uh, you're a great Thanks. friend, and uh, we, we love having you with us. Um, let me um, introduce, I believe he's with us, North Carolina State Senate candidate. Also retired law enforcement official, uh, Ricky Padgett. Ricky, how are you, buddy?
10: I'm doing great. Uh, glad you're doing better. And glad you're back. Missed you, man. I am sitting there thinking, well, we got to get him back on the air again, man, because I need, need my Rory fixed. So appreciate <laughs> <what you're doing laughs> you being uh, back, You know, uh, you, I tell you, uh, what you were talking about a while ago was interesting is uh, I, I, I'm in this little battle on Facebook in this group, um, and this little group, you know, they're the we got some conservatives in here. We got more liberals because liberals not coming out of the woodwork even worse. So uh, one of the things we ever, all you hear is, "Oh, can't wait till he's in orange and he's in jail." Well, let me let me. I want to break something down from a point I don't think a lot of people think about. If you look at Hillary Clinton, you look at Richard Nixon, you look at every president come out. Somebody wants to put them in jail, no matter what it's for. They want to put them in jail. Look at all yeah, they did it with everybody. They did it with Bush. Right?
2: They did it with Obama. They did it with Reagan. Right. They do it with everybody.
10: Yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to go to jail, but there's one thing that people forget is that that man that they want to put in jail, that individual in jail, holds the world's secrets, holds the globe's secrets, and that one man in jail can detonate his voice and 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 make people turn upside down and run and scream inside for for mercy. Yep. And the last thing they want to do. It's put Donald Trump in there because he will eradicate everything you could ever dream of. And you know what? You think about support that he has now, the support he'll get then. Can you imagine that they tried to even put him in jail? Can you imagine who's going to show up at the courthouses? Who's going to be there when they try him? Who's going to be there to do anything? Can you imagine the millions of people going to show up, not only with themselves, but they're going to be bringing every kind of weapon, every firearm, everything you can imagine to that place and and you know if they were to do that i guarantee you you would start probably a revolution you would have a revolution right here in and on our soil you know and i see people all the time from a law enforcement perspective i get information and i'm and i'm talking to people and i'm saying well guys you know you just can't go to the courthouse because you may have to take your uh, your your ars and, and go down there and and standing around the courthouse because you want to protect this or protect that. Because remember one thing, that's what they want you to do. That's what they want you to do. Don't play in their hand. Don't don't play. It's like strategy. You have to have a strategy. I told them the other day I went to a meeting. I said, I'm not here. I said, I'm not here as a candidate anymore. I, you know, I ran last time. I said, man, we really got, we we won every we won every, every part of the county. I landslide in two counties, won every part of the counties there came into the county that I live in, we won all part of the county, got in there, there were seventeen it was sixteen, I'm sorry. Sixteen precincts inside the city. We flipped six precincts, but the guys running against won ten precincts and he had enough people in those ten precincts to win the, the, Senate, race. the Senate race. You know, kind of the we took all the red, he took the little bitty blue and he won. They kind of same this is a Trump thing. So anyway well, I told them the other day, I'm not here to raise money, I'm here to raise hell. I said and that's where we have to be at. We have to let our voices be heard. We have to be louder than the last person. And these bastards out there, if they're cheating and they're doing things that they're doing, well you know what? If you can't beat them fair and square, play the same damn game they're playing from now on. If they want to get dirty, get dirty. If they want to be in the mud, yeah. get lower in the mud. If they wanna fight, fight harder. If they want to bleed right. And they're willing to be, but hey, it doesn't matter because you know what? If you don't stand up to, to the yeah. Marxist in If you in this keep country, letting them push if you, you around,
2: if you, it's like the bully. If you keep letting the bully push you yeah. around, he's gonna keep he's gonna Good. keep whooping, he's gonna keep beating on you, you know?
10: Right. You you you, you come back right you know, and I, I did it one time when I was a young kid. I was in school. I had this bully coming, bully coming, bully coming. His his brother was a biker. His brother was a biker. All all this stuff going on. He always threatened anybody. And I kept telling him, I said, look, dude, stay away from me. And I'd had enough. And one day he came up at me and I came around and I hit him with a haymark, haymaker as hard as I possibly could. And when I did, I ended up in the hospital and broke my, broke my hand all the way up to my wrist. He ended up in the hospital with a concussion, you know, and we both were in the hospital the same hospital at the same time. But we both went there later because – we didn't go by ambulance. She didn't go anywhere by ambulance. But, but our, uh, my uncle took me to the hospital, and then uh, his brother took him to the hospital, and we just had to be in the emergency room at the same time. Well, that was a surprise. But guess what? When we got back to school, he didn't mess with me no more. Matter of fact, he didn't mess with nobody else. He stayed clear of everybody. You know, and, and the thing is, he then became the victim. You have to turn this around on him. You can't go around and play victim. And these people say, don't vote. Don't vote. That's the most asinine thing I think anybody can ever say. Because i people say me that, well, I don't count. I'm not voting. And I'm like, wait a minute. Your vote counted, you dumbass. You're in North Carolina. We won North Carolina. <laughs> you know, he won North Carolina. We won. Now we got a stupid ass governor who thinks, let me shut down everything. And then next thing you know, what's going to happen? People losing their jobs. You know, I talked to a guy tonight. You know, He called me. He's all upset. He said, Rick, he says, the biggest problem I have he says I'm paying child support. He says, the governor is going to shut down my job, again, put me behind in child support, and then I won't pay my child support. Then the governor of the state wants to put me in jail because I can't pay my child support. He says, how is that fair? I said, it's not fair. It's not fair to your child. It's not fair to your children. None of that. And it's not fair to you. But yet these people who are calling for shutdowns, these people are still getting nice checks. They're still being paid So shutdowns don't bother them. You know, and and I'm the guy that I can tell you, I don't, you know, my job doesn't really take me out after 10 o'clock at night. I live out in the country. I really don't have a desire to be running out. But if I wanted to, I'm that guy. I'm the guy that I would challenge a system and say, you know what, 35 years of law enforcement, lock me up because we're going to court. I'm familiar with the court. Been there, done that. Not scared, not intimidated, you know. I, mean, I used to tell people, you know, and I've been in situations. I've looked death in the face several times, and I've survived. And I'll continue to do it if I have to, because I'm not running, I'm not hiding, and I'm not scared of dealing with what's out there. You know, the boogeyman don't scare me. I, I'm pretty sure I've been been in, in tussles with him. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't scare me. But what scares me is what this radical left. Is trying to do to our future generations by the court systems, by what they're trying to accomplish with our children, our indoctrinations, and, and things of right. that nature. You know, you can't, you can't keep doing. But I will say one thing: one of the best things that we did get out of, out of this election in North Carolina is Martin Robinson was was elected to lieutenant governor. You know, Amen. he was the NRA. Amen. He was, and let me tell you something: he still. He's still not backing down. He is who he is. He's still going out talking. He's laying the message out there, and he says, don't try to change me. I'm not changing. I'm sitting here to do a job, and I'm going to do the job. Don't think you can change me. Yeah. Now, that's, that's yeah. strong because he's not an attorney. He's not a doctor. He was a man that was four years ago, five years, three years ago even. He was moving furniture on, on a truck. So yeah. you know, no, what, it, you know, it, and mean, that, that's, and that's that's what America is. Yeah,
2: and that, right, and that's the definition of the uh, the American dream. I mean, one day you could you could be working a regular job, the next day you could be elected into office. I mean, it's it, and that that's you're right. I mean, that that's what makes our country so great and so amazing, and um, it's incredible. I mean, people if they want to capitalize, if they want to put the work in, if they're in the right place at the right time, then they will prevail. And you know, I. I saw oh, a tweet a little yeah. bit ago. I thought it was pretty interesting, the tweet I just saw. You know, the GOP mm-hmm. better realize Trump, Trump is the best thing to ever happen to the party. Otherwise, yeah. he's just going to start his own. Imagine if Trump starts his own party. I mean, the GOP is oh, yeah. already fucked.
10: Oh,
2: oh The GOP is oh, already no, screwed.
10: Yeah.
2: I mean, if, oh, Trump, yeah. if, Trump, yeah. actually, if Trump actually – think about it. If he funds his own party and creates his own party, that, that's the new GOP. I mean, the GOP is done.
10: Yeah, well, I think right now GOP's done unless Trump saves their ass, because he has, because and and, and if he's willing to save them, and I think he is. And I think what's going to happen is you're going to see him on the outside looking in, and he's going to gain more power and more strength and more people yep. and more. He's going to travel. He's going to. You know, I always said he reminds me. He's going to be like Elvis on tour. People are going to come from all around. And I said this. It's I went true. to see Elvis Presley numerous times. And I went to see him, El numerous times. But when you went to a Trump it's rally, it, to me, it was almost like seeing El Presidente all over again come out there.
2: Yeah, it, it's like yeah, you're absolutely right. right. It's like it's like a Michael, it's like a Michael Jackson concert. It's like the Beatles. Yeah. It's it's an amazing experience, and that's yeah. that's the kind of fan base he has. Um, I do got to close out the show, Ricky. Tell everybody where they can that's connect nice. with you, where they can get involved. I'll get you back on very soon. Yeah.
10: No problem. Yeah, you can catch me at uh, it's easy WW. Sheriffpolice.com, um, and my email is on there. I'm easy access. We do a lot of work, at Sheriff Police Foundation. We raise money for law enforcement officers and their families for uh, the ones that are killed in the line of duty and things like that. So that's 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 a big cause of ours, and uh, we defend law enforcement officers and all. And with all this nonsense that's going on, so so who's protecting them when they're protecting you? We are. So anyway, I love
2: it. I, lo- um, I love I love it, man. You you're a great friend of the show. Always a pleasure. And they can, people can find you on Twitter, Facebook. You're all over the place. Yep. Um, and we'll, we'll, get, yep. we'll get you back here very soon.
10: Sure. Have a great one. Thank you. You too. You too.
2: Um, everybody, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors, and audience. You are all incredible. Um, I will see you all Thursday night. Another big show planned. Um, until then, I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. God bless all of you. Much love. Cheers.